Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about brands, works, and the Cosmere. And boy, there's going to be opinions this time because we're talking about Cosmere beefs, Brandon beefs, things we're, we're going to complain. And joining us, the only other person who was on our last beefs episode, which was over three years ago, is Alex. Hey. Hi. I have a new haircut for those of you who haven't seen it. Chopped all my hair off. Yeah. And also, I have so much anger, it cannot be contained (laughs) to one episode. That's right. That's right. Indeed. I'm Feather, by the way. Hi. Hi. (laughs) I'm supposed to say my username in the introduction. That's right. Uh, Also joining us is Shannon. Oh, wow. I never get like this top slot in the introduction. You're up here. Yeah. Hi, I'm Gray. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy your opinions. Uh, I'm excited to get into it. Yes. And also joining us is Jess, my lovely darling wife, who three years ago when we did the last Beefs episode, I we 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 were not dating. So like that's that's been quite a thing to change in the last Beefs episode. Mm. Quite a bit of a difference. Uh, hello, I am Lady Lameness, and today we've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> she wanted at the fair. fair. Literally right, that's pretty this. good. I sat down and I played the game and I won a giant taco. Yeah, the oh fair worker was like, uh, do, you, do you feel bad that you beat a kid? And Jess is like, no, I feel great. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they ask you that? Down? Why would they ask if, if you win a fair game, that's like, look, this is way too expensive as a lot. Good. Yeah. You know? Oh my god. I mean, it was ten dollars a play, and I played quite a few times after that to win something else. Yes. But I think that was worth ten dollars. It probably costs like nowhere near that to make, Absolutely but to not. me it was worth that much. It, it but is you didn't pay ten dollars. You paid however many tries that it took exactly. to get that. Exactly. <laughs> I, that one only took one try. That was the first try. Okay, yep. the good. other one more, yep. but yeah, yep. you're not I really just paying like for the prize. Like really you're paying like for the game. experience of getting to play the game, yes. and then also you get a prize. Sometimes that's how you gotta think about it. True, uh, true. Or there's that one prize you just really want, and you don't care what the game is. So if there's like multiple games, you get to have like your pick of which <laughs> game you want to play to win that prize that you want to get. Yep. Also joining us is Ella. How's it going? Hello, I'm Rosar on the on the Discord and sometimes very rarely on the forums. <laughs> very, I, rarely. very rarely. I woke up at uh, five at three p.m. today, so you know my ah, sleep so schedule is. No, everything is going perfectly, and I, I was looking for something for show and tell, and I found this lying next to me. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> That's cute. That's That's adorable. adorable. The season's yeah, a little early, but it's very cute. I see you years. have your priorities straight as to when to set up for Christmas time. Oh, honestly, depending the, on how long it's for the past two edit. years. I want a divorce. Oh, so you definitely <laughs> have your priorities straight. <laughs> yeah. wow. I mean, I still have, I also uh-huh. have Easter decorations on the other side of the room. So, you know, it's less that I'm prepared and more like that I forget to put it all down. <laughs> all year round. It takes so much effort to put it up. What's the point in taking it down? Yeah, you'll just so need you it again to next year. Take it down and put it up yeah. again. Just I leave think it I have Halloween time. decorations still somewhere. <laughs> One of the stickers. I think I forgot to take it down. So I'm I'm ready for all the seasons. There you go. And lastly, <laughs> we have Peyton. What's up? 
Hey, I'm Autodidact, and uh, I don't know what I was thinking when I signed up for this episode. <laughs> well, look, we're going to get a diverse range of beefs. Uh, I am Chaos, and so our last beefs episode was ages ago in the wee time of 2018, and we've done like over 100 episodes since. Uh, and, you know, we, we've gotten a few more Cosmere things. We've gotten a few more non-Cosmere things. And we got a bigger cast. So it's time to have some more rants and opinions. And first, quick thing. Just because we're we have complaints with the book does not mean we do not love them. We love them a lot, which is why we do this all the time. And we've done over 150 Shardcast episodes. We're really invested in in these things uh it's just sometimes there's there's some there's some things that we that we have some beefs about uh and it's fine if those aren't your beefs uh but you should definitely put your complaints and beefs in uh the comments and i'd love to see what they are uh, well one thing that really like is charming about having a youtube audience is that you, you we, we kind of lose either way because yes, you know absolutely. on stuff like the basic reactions like we get people like you guys didn't have anything critical to say you guys are just <laughs> yes men for <laughs> for the series men. and yeah, 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 and then yeah, and then true. when we do stuff like this it's like do you guys even like the books like why are you guys <laughs> even much. here like <laughs> pretty much pretty much so i hope that our yeah. love for it comes through like even like it's easier to to do this over video and voice than it is on yes. text yes uh so i hope i hope this doesn't come off as like super negative or or that we hate it or we don't want you guys to start disliking the books or we, yes. we're gonna disagree with each other on our beeps and it's fine it's if, be yeah if you fun. just because someone doesn't like a thing doesn't mean that that affects your like of it right like that's how it works you can yeah. you can a lot of times someone can like a book. Get mad. yeah yeah <laughs> Spoiler warning for all the Cosmere up through in the before. Very important. Like, like very important. Yep. Uh, yep. I yep. think yep. for non-Cosmere stuff, we should, like, label when we're talking about a non-Cosmere mm. thing. And I'll put it in the chapters. But, uh, yeah. but the, the Cosmere the spoilers are just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'll yeah. be able okay. to skip through the Skyward spoilers that we will likely talk about. <laughs> um, so we got to start this one with yeah. what we talked about last time. Kelsey or Alex, Kelsier. let's go. So I, w I will say, because I am a repeat offender on this uh, <laughs> this podcast style, most of my beefs are like Rao specific because, you we know, already that's, about that's, these. I already talked about the old stuff. It's fine. Yeah, I'll jump in on other people's. Anyway, Kelsier, uh, if you want the full deeds on Kelsier, you do have to go watch the last episode. I talked for like I don't even remember how it long. A it was a while. Was uh, a while. I'm not going through all of that again. You Go watch the last one if you need the deeds. Abridged version of my issue with Kelsier. A, be me as a sophomore in high school and pick up Mistborn for the first time. And I really loved it. I loved Kelsier. I was heartbroken when he died. I thought it was a great book. It's part of what made me love the Cosmere. And I just, I thought the self-sacrifice was a great play. And then, you know, years down the line, we get to uh, Bands of Mourning and we get to that last scene and there's actually audio recording of me reading that scene true. for the first it's time. It's true. Splintercast reads. You can check it's that out way too. back in the SoundCloud uh, files. Not even on YouTube. all of our years old audio content. Yeah, I'm the sure the quality is good. Maybe. Probably. Um, and my initial reaction to that was that 
no, this can't be Kelsier. That would be the worst thing that has ever happened. Brandon wouldn't do this to me. I hate it if he did. I really like went into secret history full believing that the sovereign was Marsh. I was hardcore on that train. I didn't want it to be Kelsier. I still don't want it to be Kelsier. I'm so mad about it. And I, I actually liked most of secret history. Like I enjoyed reading it. But I also absolutely hate that Kelsier decided to stick around and do heap allergy at the end. That's, that's such a fr- it's in character. It makes I'm not saying it was like the wrong character writing decision for Brandon to make, but it was a bad moral decision for Kelsier to make. And I'm mad at him about that. I kind of feel that like corruption arc, like, you know, that this is the way the character arc is going to go, but you hate it because, you know, this is the wrong capital capitalization wrong choice i don't mind him sticking around a little bit you accidentally caused the apocalypse now you're a ghost with unfinished business you know you got to fix that all your friends are gonna die because you kind of did a bad thing that's fine and then you solve the apocalypse and your friends are gonna go into the new world and you go into the afterlife to see your best friend and your wife who's dead and miss you no, he's going to go do blood magic and no, try to don't, resurrect Don't him. forget, make another religion around him. In the <laughs> make <south>. another freaking <laughs> cult. And, and, and in the last episode, we were like, we should do a Kelsier episode to see what, what he'll get up to. Yeah, so we did that after Rhythm of War. So, uh, <laughs> so he's been up to more things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's all of the old beefs that we had existing before. Kelsier, I'm very frustrated with him. And then if you know anything about the things I like in Stormlight, you A probably know that I love Renard and he's my boy and I'd die for him. And then the other one is that I love the ghost floods a lot. They were one of my favorite subplots. I have a very much of a villain crush on Braze because I have terrible taste. And now Kelsier's like a part of this too. And I have to pull back from the mic because I don't want to pop it because I'm so upset. <laughs> Kelsier is ruining my favorite part of the... Not just yeah. a part of it. The leader of it. I hate, I hate it so much. I hate him so much. I want him to die again. I want somebody to go kill Kelsier again. And then we can just resurrect him so that he can die multiple times after that, but he's not allowed to actually do anything else or contribute to the plot. Put him in a gemstone, right? I don't want any more Kelsier. I'm so sick of Kelsier. You should have stayed dead. It was a good (laughs) self-sacrifice. You were a great character for one book. That was it. That was all we needed. No more Kelsier. (laughs) Anyway, yep. that's, that's That's my Kelsier beef. There you go. Oh man, I can't wait but, until uh, Era Free Stormlight, or I guess, no, Era, Era 4 Mistborn. Yeah. My tongue is just not working properly right now. Yep, yep. Era 4 Mistborn and Horde versus Kelsier is the main conflict. <sighs> I, I, what I if, actually what think if that he's that's in, super plausible, yeah. But what if Kelsier is yeah. in Era 3 Mistborn? Oh, I think he will be too, yeah. Oh, I really think he is. Oh, I, yeah, I, Honestly, definitely. I'd love him to be as He's going to be the villain of the first book in Era 3, I think. Like, he might be <laughs> the Mistborn serial killer that they're trying to hunt down. Like, that's oh, really I plausible. That we, I forgot that was the premise. I mean, Ooh, I don't know if that's still the premise. I will circle back later. I have more ghost blood related row thoughts, but Kelsier's the big one. So the fact that he's involved yeah. taints the whole experience. The fact that he's involved at all. Mm-hmm. Evil. But but there he could a be a sham in the sense. Yeah. Two things about it that kill me are that like 
A, he continues to upstage Marsh, who is <laughs> just Marsh, the, the dog that gets boy. kicked. He just gets kicked and kicked and kicked and kicked. Uh, never gets a break. And that's true older sibling mood, though. <laughs> that's so the way it is. So mad. <laughs> and two. Did I say A before? Anyway, A and two. Um, <laughs> Mare. He should have known better for Mare's sake, if not for anybody else's. Like he had to have known that Mare would not approve. He could have seen Vin again, like his lovely adopted daughter. Yeah, I was like way hardcore on the Marsh should have been the sovereign. Like, like, yeah, he says survive, but I figured it was like a doing his brother's work, sort of like carrying on his <laughs> legacy, sort of. Sh- sh- I was like, wasn't there a thing where like Marsh lost one of the spikes out of his eye? Like, it totally makes sense why he would only have one eye. No, no, it's just freaking Kelsier. But, but, but Kelsier don't you want to see Kelsier as a Seon in no, a trench coat? never. Are you no, sure? Santa it's and a doesn't help. <laughs> I'm glad does. that I was very right about that because I know <laughs> what like an idiot Kelsier is, and that that's totally something he would do. <laughs> you you, okay, you got that. I have an idea for you. Kelsier dies in Era Three, and then Era Four is the Sion in a trench coat pretending to be Kelsier versus Hoyden. <laughs> perfect, perfect, <laughs> easy, best of both worlds, best. <laughs> All right, I right. yield my time, Shannon. Top beef. Okay. Let's go. Oh my god. Um uh I have a, a more serious beef. Um I wish I had a, I wish I had a funnier one, but uh this is the, this is the one where that has been on my mind for a really long time. Um I think like especially it started to uh come together in my mind around Skyward. Um like after I finished uh when did that come out? 2018. That, that seems Oh God! Yeah, I know. You just um, have off the top of your head. Wow. <laughs> well, I met Jess at uh, like I first started okay. talking okay. with her oh, at yeah. a Skyward signing, so it's this very clear in my mind. This is the funny part about like having your own personal life tied to like fan or fandom. Yeah, like it? it's We're, just yeah. like yeah, yeah. It's now, like, I know exactly re- when that is. <laughs> the reason you know that. Yep. Okay, um, it's it's more of like a a meta a meta sort of complaint I have about all of Brandon's works. Like you can kind of see this come through. It's not obvious in any one work, but like when you put them together, and it's this that anger is always like a moral flaw in in Brandon's works. Um, we sort of briefly went through this a little bit in the Moash episode because like I, I talked a lot about how like Kaladin and Moash's anger uh, at their place like in the cast system is not seen as a good thing uh, and, and and how that works but also I want to even take that deeper to any anger um, it's always seen as like a bad guy thing or some or something for a good character to overcome and let go of uh, so like also I was thinking of like Dalinar and Spensa that uh dalinar his whole thing with the thrill and like that's like his big evil in his past is the thrill the rage like how he wanted to lose himself in in like anger and like how his maturity is like when he's tired of it and lays it down and spensa her anger is seen as inappropriate and uh and immature you know something for her like it's because she just doesn't understand and like she she doesn't want to give grace to like these the people who, who have wronged her family you know and like the reason you know it's like her character arc develops the moment like she starts giving grace to other people first 
Uh, and it really frustrates me that this is always the way it seems to go. Like the root of the character's anger is never really addressed or apologized for or fixed. It's like the anger is always like seen as the root problem, but it's not. Anger is always a secondary emotion and it's a feeling. It's not immoral to be angry. And like, this is something that like, I only started to put together, like I was thinking about Oathbringer because that's the latest one we had at the time. And I was thinking about Skyward and I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> this kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm an angry person sometimes. And I don't, and I like that. I don't think it's bad. Um, you just got to channel it in the correct way, right? You like, got to channel it. itself but- is not evil. Yeah, it's like there there are good ways to use anger and there are like appropriate times to feel anger. Uh, so it's like one of those things that feels a little bit personal to me. So that's that's part of this. I mean, even thinking about the only time Kelsier was ever a good character in Mistborn 1, like that's one of his things that's supposed to be like a character flaw is that he's so angry at the nobility despite Ooh, the fact he loves that the Ska them, yeah. are like, have then it's like horrific lives and yeah. he's kind of justified yeah in that yeah but it is cast yeah, like, like wow he loves killing the nobleman mm-hmm. yeah hashtag not all nobles with ellen <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but real realistically though i mean kelsier does enjoy murdering them too much so like it's not the, the anger that that's the problem but certainly that the yeah, anger it's is kind of like that way, right? You can kind of see it like each individual circumstance is like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's just when you start lining them up. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, it always gets tied to a character flaw somehow. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The anger always goes away as part of like their growth. Now they're the more mature, better person. Mm-hmm. And the anger is always seen as like part of like the immoral, immature past. Yeah. Aren't you like, isn't it great how I grew up and I feel put that, that behind this, me? This might be a thing. I, I, I'm, I am not LDS, so I, I can't say like how central that is to, you know, being a Mormon, right? But like that, that definitely, because it is coming across, that might be just a thing where Brandon does think it's like, no, you, you, you do have to get over your, your anger. And like, I think that's totally reasonable for you to, you know, attack that yeah. idea but i feel like that might be the philosophy that brandon's going with right I, it does feel like sort of like an unconscious like root belief yeah. um yeah um mm-hmm. it's just it comes through in the writing and i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> might also be because brandon is not an angry person like if you've seen, you've seen him straight, <laughs> yeah. and like he said yeah. he's basically like i'm always at like kind of the same emotion and, and things like that so i, yeah. I wonder if that's yeah. uh an influence there as well i have considered it but then i i try not to like ascribe too much to like my own limited outside understanding of brandon as a person you know it's like you know it's sort of like i have i i'm just trying to look at what's there i don't want to make this weird and personal about a guy i've never met so it's uh, (laughs) that's fair some of us some of us still haven't met him so yeah Yeah, we we gotta make that happen (laughs) yeah one day open the borders (laughs) (laughs) Shannon, there was actually an instance of that uh, in Luck. Uh, I don't know if you've. Uh, I haven't yet. It's out it. soon. Yeah. I will soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, something to. Yeah. Something. To Another example to add to the. Yeah. Yeah. To your, <laughs> to to your list. list. Although I do feel like David is maybe kind of a counter example. Come to think of it, in in. I'll have to reread Steelheart, that. Steelheart, because he I, I like because he does just like go after Steelheart, you know, and like channels the 
the pain. And he gets to win. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He gets to win. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't recall any like sort of subplot about him, like forgiving Steelheart or whatever. And uh, and whatnot, (laughs) you know, like he just kills him. Uh, well, we love, we love like, to see it later in the series where he does kind of need to deal with that though oh mm. yeah but not about steelheart specifically i will say i think that's a lot of why people have hopes about the Dustbringers being like a righteous anger order yeah and like that their orders will be about learning to channel their anger in productive ways rather than destructive ways yeah like that i think that would be a good vibe for the Dustbringers, but it's unfortunate that the first Dustbringer that we've seen is someone who's really angry about her station in life and, and does bad things with and it. And also just the Dustbringers are cast as like, oh, don't, maybe don't talk with the like current Dustbringers. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, that reminds me, I have to I have to add one more thing to my list of beefs. Great, write it down. <laughs> Excellent. Write Good. it down. That's going to prolong the episode. <laughs> it's all fine. Um, yeah, that's actually why I'm super excited for a heroic Dustbringer because I'm like, please let this be about righteous anger let this be about you know the ash spread are not like nice calm they're not like a very hmm, what's the word i want to use they're not um amiable they're not friendly they're not friendly they don't try to smooth the the way they're like we're gonna we're gonna make they have conflict and they're like yeah we don't like you deal with it this is what we're like and we'll find people we'll find humans in the in the physical plane that are like me yeah yeah i mean i i think that's good uh i don't know when we're gonna see more dust bringers because i don't think it's gonna be so it's gonna be a while heroic dust bringer please brandon yeah that's why i that's why i'm interested if it turns out the that the order is not really about that aspect i'll probably be less interested well i mean it is about self-mastery so maybe it might even be one of those things where it's like you got to channel the the anger but you have to like overcome the anger still like it could still be in that aspect where you have to master will, your anger and probably i will probably if we ever do like a cosmere beefs in the next in you know 10 years that's i will probably be like screaming <laughs> angry but i mean it, that, it could work where it's like oh i mean you you do need to actually channel your anger in productive ways and not just you know sure. like destroy yeah. crap around you you can't right? you can't lash out for no reason yeah. and you know yeah. like and yeah. So you need to have like some restraint there. And so like it hopefully it won't go badly. It feels like it would tie in really well with self-mastery. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Just you guys wait. We're going to get Shalash as Dustbringen and it will be all about her being self-destructive. Known about <laughs> nothing about mastering language. Literally. That's, that's literally that's self-destructive. Yeah. Uh, that's that's very uh, possible. <laughs> I'm like fingers crossed, please no. Jess hot beef well i'll continue in the vein of running themes throughout brandon's wax uh seeing as shannon kicked us off down that path uh the resurrection trope and fake out deaths (laughs) (laughs) i never actually used to mind that much about fake out deaths resurrection trope as long as they didn't feel too trivialized or cliche i i generally get on board with them but the more i read the more i get annoyed with it because it it feels like it's a cheap way of getting emotions from your audience but not wanting to commit to it 
and Brandon does it so often. Could you list the list them? of people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the list of people that I have, and yeah, this this is full Brandon spoilers. Oh yeah, um, and these are just the ones that I could think of yesterday. Yasna, <laughs> Zeth, Kelsier, Embot, Eland, Lessy, Wax, Sill. Kind of the return in a way, risen as Otto very kindly pointed out to me. And it's just, some of these I found are fine. And because I read a lot of these before I kind of started getting very frustrated with the use of this trope, I don't mind them when I reread them. But at the same time, it's just, Brandon's very good at getting that emotional response out of people and at getting that like, kick to the face a feeling from people when he wants people to hurt and it's very annoying that he wants to both do that but also have everything be fine and not actually follow it through because it feels like the the stakes in universes and in books get lowered every single time he does that and I'm pretty sure Brandon's talked about how he wants death to matter, but it kind of doesn't. Like, I think Kelsier is the best example of this, at least at least personally for me, because I started on Mistborn. I read Final Empire. I loved Kelsier. He died. And I was heartbroken because I got, I, I kept reading. I was like, Brandon's not, he's not going to kill Kelsier. He's not going to kill Kelsier. And I got to the end of the book. I was like, oh, okay, he is actually going to commit to characters die. And like, sure, he's not going like George R. R. Martin rampant on it, but they don't have plot armor, but oh, they kind of have plot armor. Like so many of these characters have plot armor and I don't like it. I, I don't like the accumulation of all of these things. I don't think any of them are necessarily bad by themselves. And I think if Brandon did it less, that it probably wouldn't be as bad, but he does it so often that it, it just, that I don't like it. it. It's funny with the resurrection trope, especially in Stormlight, that Brandon literally needed to invent a whole new magical means to make sure people are dead dead to solve this problem because <laughs> our the magic is so, it, like the magical healing is so high that you needed anti-investiture to make sure things die. Which is yeah, funny. For sure. Like, I don't I have an issue with like the it. fused coming back, right? Like that. Like that's. Oh yeah. Like that. That's, that's baked into the magic system. Yeah. And like, when a fuse dies, you're not expecting them to stay dead, and you're also not necessarily sad that they're dead because yeah. you know they're not going to stay dead. You know, Nobody actually, got heartbroken about Moash <laughs> killing Leshwi out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, well, that that's actually that actually is why I loved the the anti light thing in Rhythm yeah. of War so much because it was like, oh my god, Sprint can die. It felt like real stakes. Ooh, stakes. It was yeah, just, exactly. Stakes. stakes. I was just like that. I loved it so much. Like it was scary, but it was scary in like a good way for the story. I was like, yeah, that that's actually probably why that felt so emotionally good. Like it just clicked. And yeah, like, yes. like a Spren actually died there, and you're like. Oh no, this is so bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We love steaks here on Beefcast. We, we yeah, steaks. Uh, I'm like, ah! trying to think of a way to make that joke too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
like some of the most egregious ones i think like kelsey are we talked about but like ellen and well of ascension Oh, uh, like he got Ooh, stabbed and then had the he, like preservation was well actually with Kelsier Kelsier did that uh to to stab Ellen right uh in secret history I, that one didn't need to happen and the consequence is he's now misborn it's like okay great <laughs> yeah uh yeah and it's when when it's like oh no they're gonna die oh actually no but now they have a bunch of good things happen to them instead it's like oh. Like, there's, there's not even any, like, actual consequences to yeah. this, except, like, to make people sad. And I don't know, like, I understand that they are books and that the books are meant to manipulate our emotions. That's <laughs> the whole point. But there's different types of manipulation. And this is the type that feels disingenuous sometimes. Like, I never liked Yasna's death in Words of Radiance. And and I'm I, I'm going to go out on a limb that I think Brandon was going to bring Ash and I back in book three. And I think he saw that, hey, maybe if I did all the fake out deaths in Words of Radiance, maybe I shouldn't do another one. Like, mm. I am convinced that his original plan was that Ash and I survives uh, the battle and the Ash and I flashback were going to be Ash and I. And then and he just almost decided didn't have to eat a shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, there was Yasna, there was Zeph, still kind of, right? Like, there's so yeah. many. And. Oh, that's, I mean, there's a reason Ben Pill like no one actually thought Sil was going to die. Yeah, and right? like, like I never that, thought Yasna was going to be dead either, right? That happened for the the plot to go on with like Kaladin. Like Yasna's oh, just I thought Yasna was full dead. I oh, thought no, I, was full dead. I, I I just I just I w- objectively did not believe that in the slightest. I went out and got the Tumblr URL yasnaisdead.tumblr.com to go with my <laughs> other Tumblr URL tianisdead.tumblr.com. That aged really I well. This was going to be the this was going to be the book two thing that we could rub in people's faces that this beloved character. Uh-huh. Anyway. Yes, that yeah. turned out great. Yeah. Uh, but but like wax and bands. Like I love the scene with the said there. But like, did we have to do a sort of death thing? I mean, I guess, but uh. yeah, I I think this is part of why Kelsier hits me so hard is that we really believed Kelsier was full dead for not like not just a long time in canon, but a long time in real life that like that was what happened in Mistborn was Kelsier was a great character and he sacrificed himself and died and everyone's sad about it. And it was it was a good ending. Um and uh you, you know think- we had a little a little bit in the annotations of like his spirit's still there that was him talking to spook at the last time and i was like that's nice and then he moved on right he moved <laughs> he moved on right um, no no guess not do you, do you think not, what's going or- on with kelsier is like do you think part of what's going on is like in a way your previous view of him died for real like yeah you're grieving the person you thought he was and now that that person is dead and the person <laughs> going around being Kelsier is not who you remember him being and that's sad. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I think it is Kelsier was at his best in the final empire and everything after that is Kelsier getting worse and worse and it's uh, frustrating to see from a character that was very important to me early on in my Cosmere journey. I mean, and we kind of talked about this a little bit on the Brandon interview of like, 
Brandon's idea of what he wanted Kelsier to be was keep people invested in Scadriel because Scadriel is going to be important right. later yeah. on. And so I need a th- I need a through line. But I don't think anybody thought at the end of, you know, Hero of Ages that Kelsier was going to be what ties. Oh, don't worry, Alex. Scadrial's it could have been Tensoon pretending to be Kelsier, which was a real <laughs> thing that he was considering doing, which is still crazy to me. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I'm like, I love that he's still around and manipulating stuff, and like, I love to hate him, but yeah, it's pretty great. He had, uh, he just had such a perfect, like, he he was like at peace like he loved vin you know like and and like had overcome some of like his issues and was like on this nice trajectory and then it's just personally i want kelsier to do more things so alex gets more upset so we get to do more of these episodes because honestly her reactions are absolutely hilarious it is hysterical it's great turns out turns out he wasn't at peace at all he got to the afterworld punched god and was like i'm gonna jet so (laughs) well he is angry and he wants to get things done right shannon yeah Yeah, i've got a i've got a whole thing about like the messianic aspect of kelsier that like secret history really changed the way that i saw that and i originally thought it was really cool and now i think it's kind of really bad and that he's a worse person than i thought he was in the final empire even so oh we're so below his station (sighs) anyway enough on kelsier ala top beef let's go Oh my. Uh, okay, so I kind of tying up with what Gray said earlier, but I am very frustrated with the half-assed way that Brandon did the class struggles in Stormlight. Okay. Especially in especially in Rhythm of War, because it kind of it kind of got weaker from book to book. Because in Way of Kings, you have this major plot side of like Kaladin is a slave, and this is bad, and slavery is bad, and the way Sadias treats slaves is and so on and so forth. Then in Worlds of Radiance, we have this scene between Kaladin and Shalan, which I have ranted on before on Discord, the boots, yep. and how Shalan never really apologizes too. for the boots, and how it's all like, oh, Kaladin should be, you know, like like what Grace said, anger is a bad thing, and Kaladin shouldn't be angry because hashtag not all light eyes. Uh, the dislikes are coming for the episode all right let's go (laughs) oh please i i have look my agenda for today is disliking the class struggles disliking yasna and disliking raboniel we're going to have oh boy okay (laughs) all right prepare your dislikes make sure to comment below uh and dislike to raise that engagement i'll support you ala at least in some of these Okay, but yeah, back to back to the class struggles. Then in Oathbringer, it's kind of a side issue. Shalom never really gets to like acknowledge the fact that she keeps like punching down with her jokes on Calden, and Calden has to deal with the fact that he's uh, part-time lighter is now. And then in Rhythm of War, it's just under Yasna, the eye color doesn't matter all that much. And that's it. That's all we get about the class struggle. You're so right about this, though. Um, also, she made so... slavery illegal because she knew that it was. Oh bad. yeah, she just kind of uh, fixed. Yeah, it. the fact that the fact that Kaladin was not consulted or present at all for the scene of abolishing slavery is a disgrace yeah. to his character arc and who he was in Way of Kings. And I will die on this hill. Like not even like <laughs> a single Bridge Four character like even has a comment or you know it's like they. 
It's a different plot arc. None it's of those other different... characters know anything about it. So it kind of makes it come across as Kaladin is really being selfish, which I think is unintentional, because now that the more power and influence he gets, the less the class issues matter, which kind of makes it come across that he was only angry at Lytas because he didn't get what he wanted to have. Mm -hmm. Which I, I'm, I'm like 100% sure that this is not Brandon's intent because it yeah. contradicts everything else about Kaladin's character. But when you have a character who starts as an under, underdog and gets more powerful, and we have class issues that matter to the underdog that gets let, less emphasized, it kind of, there's a subtext there that I don't think Brandon intended. No, you're so right. Um, I think I'm kind of of two minds about that. Um, because like Kaladin is shown to at least like, you know, like have conflicted feelings and he's not sure how he feels about it. Uh, even in Rhythm of War yet, like he hasn't, he hasn't come to any conclusion, which I think is totally fair for like if, if someone being in that position. But I also think that's kind of like the the unintended consequence of having one character be the the linchpin of that whole world building point is oh, like yes. this whole this whole aspect of world building of like the caste system and you know and like and how brutal it was and how and how complex it even felt like back in Way of Kings um, totally falls apart like once one character. It, like viewpoint is is like is no is like a little bit less concerned with that i i think it's kind of a consequence of like maybe even like world building um because it's yeah. part of me like if if kaladin was a real individual um i would not really be interested in blaming him for you know you know hands off not really sure what to do about about his new situation or like what he feels because it's never happened before in this culture's history um the alethi kingdom was born after <laughs> uh long after uh people were being radiant uh way back in the past um yeah and like i i i definitely get the frustration because rhythm of war it's like a couple sentences in the whole book and that's the only time that gets devoted to this whole plot or this whole plot subplot world building thing yeah. uh, i don't i don't mind that yasna cares and wants to like dismantle slavery and the caste system i care that that i care that she and like she has like this vague but complete 100 complete credit for being the one to fix the system to fix her society it shouldn't it's sh this should not have been up to one person to fix it shouldn't have been yasna's sole credit it was just yeah, so I frustrating I have a bunch of side beefs connected to this main beef of like oh, yeah. <laughs> the class system, but I think we can we can get to Yasna later. We can get to Yasna later. But my what you were saying before about Kaladin being our main POV on this issue, my problem is that Brandon only represents the class struggle of Dark Eyes by with two characters, which is Kaladin and Moash, because Bridge Four is basically just Kaladin's yes man when it comes to this. They never have their own opinion on the topic, pretty much. Maybe there's like one bar scene when they talk about it, but at the end of the day, they all always just fall behind Kaladin. So we get one viewpoint, which is, uh, like I said, not all light eyes. Let go of your anger, accept your place, and you are light eyes now. No problem. And then you have another viewpoint, which is like case system bad, so I am angry about it, and this is evil, so now I work for the god of hatred now. And yeah. we are kind of, I feel yeah. like we are really lacking a character that would stand in the middle of it all like 
I am angry about what's happening and I'm doing things about it and I'm not going to treat you with light eyes because this whole system is messed up and I want it gone. We are kind of lacking this sort of middle viewpoint. And yes, this is about cutting down characters. Though I will say we could have swapped in one of the Rhythm of War interlude characters for something like this. <laughs> and I think you all know which character I'm talking about. <laughs> I can't argue with that, even though I didn't mind Aiden. But yeah. Yeah. And it's, it just yeah. infuriates me that we kind of end up because because of Kalad, because Kaladin and Moash are so opposite on the ends of the scale, and because they end up on the opposite sides of the plot, we the, the stances they end up representing regarding the treatment of light eyes and dark eyes end up having this morality ascribed to them, which is anger, like like Grace said before, anger bad, compliance good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I am still I am still very infuriated by the by the scene of Yasna saying uh, that she's going to abolish slavery and none of the breach for characters being there to react to it. Or even like in another scene or place that people are reacting to this or having been it's consulted on it or have thought about this art. or hijack the part of it. Yeah. I, I think the thing that gets me about Yasna being the one to do this is just that we have never seen her have any stake in any of these social issues. We've not seen her be an abolitionist. We've not seen her really interact with like dark eyes and the caste system at all. And it's just she's a historian and she's really smart. So she knows the right thing and she's looked at history and it, this is the time to do societal change and it's like there's no emotional stake in it i think like comparing that to say like kaladin's mental health journey that we got at the start of row <laughs> i wish we had something like that for his struggle with the caste system like it was so fulfilling to see him go up against a bad system that was hurting people that he had investment and experience in and then we we don't get any of that on like the dark eyes light eyes side it's like oh this could have been good. This, this is like, I think, part of why in Oathbringer time, I did not like the Kaladin Amram fight at the very end. Because, like, yeah. there's so many things connected with it. And then we just said, oh, Amram, oh, he's crazy. It has all these spiky things. And we just, like, Big we, we don't, we, we, like, just barely bring it up and so i was like ah, that's it's not- probably the only thing that could get me to care about an amram criticism most people complain about the amram thing in oathbringer because they're like oh amram suddenly became so much less complex but i'm like oh because you know it's just like flattening the caste system you know it's like i think people noticed it more in rhythm of war because this is the point where it's obvious that this plot has kind of just been dropped yeah but looking back i think we can see that it started in Oathbringer. It was just kind of not important. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's been kind of lowering in intensity throughout all the books. Like, they stopped as this major part of Kaladin's character in Way of Kings, and by Rhythm of War, Kaladin is not even involved in whatever vestiges of this plotline remain. Okay, like, I just had the realization this plot is only about Kaladin's character development. Yeah, it's, it's all plot, internal. Yeah. This plot yeah. only exists to develop Kaladin, and that's why it's been yep. dropped as things get like less important for yep. Kaladin, because the only purpose of having the caste system was to make Kaladin start in one place and end in another. Oh my god, this yeah. is terrible. I'm so mad. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. true. I think the, the worst part of it is that this is something that will resonate with a lot of people IRL, because, <sighs> you know, 
I don't, I don't want to do this thing where I like get on a high horse and try to say about what Brandon is thinking, but it, the fact is that Brandon is white cishet dude living in America, which is not exactly the place where you see all the social issues that you try to write about in the actual, in the books. Mm-hmm. I, I know this is kind of re- rich, but it kind of feels like, it feels like Brandon is treating this whole caste system as a tool because he doesn't feel as strongly about it as some other readers might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like very much the, the dark eyes, light eyes thing is for something Kaladin personally needs to wrestle with his own emotions about it. And also it's Moash's motivation for becoming evil. And that's <laughs> it. That's, that's basically it, yeah. Because this series, like, Brandon made a choice, and it's not a bad choice, that Stormlight is more about personal betterment than anything else. Mm -hmm. And there are points when this is, like, the right choice. This is very powerful, very, like, inspirational. We need to see, like, one person go through this. But then when we look at, like, the societal questions he set up and, like, how it's solved and resolved, it's not satisfying at all um, on that level. I think that's definitely why Rhythm of War, it feels so hollow, is because the cost system is there as a background feature, as a background prop. It only really matters in terms of personal fulfillment. And outside of that, it's just meant to exist. So for somebody who isn't overly involved in it, as Yasna is, to come in and then just dismantle that thing that it was just put in the background outside of the individual character's personal motivations it does feel so hollow it's like okay we didn't need this anymore we'll just take it away yeah yes Kaladin Kaladin has overcome his personal issues now Yasna can get rid of it ta-da yeah yeah, that's how it feels it that's exactly how it feels yep absolutely and this is part of how why it makes Kaladin look kind of selfish because it's his POV is the main POV, so because because Brandon is paying less attention to this as time goes on, it it makes it look like Kaladin is paying less attention to it as time goes on. It's it's interesting to me because like this is something that you know I I've only had pointed out to me, right? Like it's it's not something that I noticed or like really got involved uh, with as I've been reading because like I feel like maybe I have like a similar mindset to Brandon, right? Where like I went into this and and looked at it and it's like thematically this is about individuals, you know, figuring out their own stuff. And so that's like what I I as the reader have uh followed along and like um Stormlight is very much like Kaladin's story. Like he is like there are a lot of main characters, but he's the main character. He is right? the main character yes. of, of main characters. And mm-hmm. so so like yeah, I I imagine that Brandon is doing a similar thing as he's writing, like as when I'm reading, is it's like, okay, what are we doing with Kaladin? Like, what's happening, you know, with him individually and stuff. And like, I'm I'm not meaning that as an apologetic or or whatever, but just like as a yeah. as a way of of sort of thinking about what's actually like what's going on. Yeah, agreed. Speaking of which, uh, Payton, let's let's go on to a top beef for you. All right. We, 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 this has been very serious. So, do you have a serious one or a silly one? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll I'll do a silly one then. Uh, so, classical Scadrial. Okay. Okay. Um, so, era one of Mistborn is 
the whole big idea behind it, right, is that what if the Dark Lord won, right? Like, and what are the sort of the consequences of that, right? Um, and I, I've been thinking about this a, a lot lately, that Brandon clearly has like a really clear idea of what Scadrill was like before the Lord Ruler ascended, right? And it had all of these beautiful like religions and people, like varied, you know, nations and this whole thing. And then um Erewhon is just kind of like, you know, flat and dark and small uh in area. And it's wonderful. It's a great story. Um, but I I feel like aside from just like a couple of little secondhand snippets about some some religions and stuff we uh from Sezad, we don't get any real sense of what was lost when the lord ruler ascended with brandon having a lot of it fleshed out clearly in his mind like he was talking about doing like a video game with it and like doing a a prequel comic series and and whatnot um i would have liked to see a lot more sort of like maybe like flashbacks or something i don't know um and that sort of thing so that's where I'm at. That's fair. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to see that. I would love to know more about classic cool Gadriel. Like, I think even just era one Mistborn, there's still things there that haven't been answered or resolved. And mm-hmm. there's, there's just all these questions and mysteries. And I think some of them do harken back to classical Gadriel. And even then, like if Brenda's got all of this information, what if he just like put it into some sort of side not not novel or anything but just here's a bunch of uh information that i had on this this culture it's like non-canonical but i don't know that feels like a fun thing to share with people when, when like, uh, stage kind of companion book maybe. yeah can i, yeah. Can yeah. I expand can i expand this beef yes um <laughs> Yeah, because uh, I, I noticed this with Stormlight as well. Um, and this is this isn't something I was originally going to bring up uh, because it, it's not like it's not like I don't think it's like nice. of It's not a nice thing to to really say, but I, like I think it's like kind of like the way Brandon world builds. Um, it doesn't really feel full. He he just kind of like throws references to like things that happened in the past and, and are never going to get an explanation or or uh, development or that kind of thing. Um, and it kind of like it kind of has like the impression like it doesn't feel like a very full world um, either way in Mistborn or Stormlight. It's it, it doesn't show as much with like the little one shots because those are a bit more pared down and te- he tends to only bring up things that are going to be important. But for like the epic series, it's sort of like I kind of have like the the vibe. It's sort of like I I'm not a, I'm not a big writer. I've never written an epic fantasy. I don't know how how this how the magic happens. Um, but you know, it's like I, I've like when I read Wheel of Time, for example, it feels like a fuller world, and things that are referenced as part of like the world's history actually feel like, you know, like they they happened and they matter, and sometimes they get talk, talked about as like a thing that people know about, whereas that doesn't really happen in in uh, Mistborn and Stormlight Archives. It's more like the thing that happened, this person that existed. Here's a, here's a name drop, and then it's kind of like never really touched on. It exists, but it's like it's like a 
uh, what's the, how do I explain this? Like, it's just without context it's like seasoning, you know, like just we're, like we're focused little, on like, our yeah. cast now and not much outside of it. Yeah. We, we yeah. have some other beefs from people who couldn't make it to the show. And uh, Joshua's is actually exactly this. Uh, he oh, really? doesn't like that. He, that Roshar's near history is basically just not explored. Like you don't know what happened a century ago, like at all, it, just like literally nothing. Uh, and so he doesn't like that because he thinks Wheel of Time did that uh, better. Uh, oh, I should go read that because the, I totally agree. I think Wheel of Time like has like as like I read Wheel of Time before I read Brandon Sanderson. And it has like it has that sense of fullness. He has like it's like the same number of pages. Like, hold on, I got Bright Hunt here. It's like. It's like less than 700 pages in like in this mass market uh -huh. um, and like somehow like with like the similar amount of words. I don't know how he did this, but like there's that sense of fullness in the world or the fullness of the history. Um, how did he do it? I don't know. I'm not I'm not a writer, but I think it has something to do with Brandon being cagey, you know, like he's he's kind of cagey by nature about certain things that he doesn't want to nail down, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. Lutha, for example. And the Lord Ruler's kids, who you would think. Well, he's, he's fine would, talking uh, about that, but. <laughs> uh, would, you know, would be involved somehow. Or, uh, you know, like, what is the date, you know, that is referenced in the Rosharan calendar? Yeah, what's year zero? Like, what are they counting for from? We don't know. And he won't tell us, <laughs> you know, like, because because he's trying to. I don't, I don't know if he's like trying to keep it under the lid or if he doesn't feel comfortable putting it out there without having it fully, you know, more fully fleshed out in his mind or something. But it's it's like he has he has all these ideas and they're complicated and they're cool. Um, and and he loves like like referring to, <laughs> to them, you know, like but in a kind of cagey way, like, oh, yeah, maybe someday we'll we'll yeah. get into that <laughs> but for now frustrates me a bit because the way that brennan does it <laughs> creates the situation where i now expect him to answer these things like oh. i'm expecting an answer to luther i'm expecting like answers to the other era one mysteries but at the same time i don't know if we're actually going to get them and that is it's a bit frustrating in that case to kind of have it kept as well what happened here oh i don't know maybe you'll find out one day instead of just kind of sticking to the guns of saying look we're just not going to explore that because at least then we can yeah. kind of put it put it away and not have to keep wondering and yeah and it's not even just wobs like it's in the books themselves too yeah. right like like thinking about it like it extends forward into the the 300 years right between era one and era two we don't know much True. like if anything about like what happened there and like you know he sells it as like the the events of era one have faded into myth and legend and stuff and and like we have street names and like we have the really stupid mythological names for everyone in the crew <laughs> i like them i like them i like minwark as a month i think it sounds awesome no the months are great the months are great but like calling what? her the ascendant warrior i think that's awesome the advisor to gods is just the counselor of God. I think it's this great. Is, yeah, this is a great beef. This is a great beef. Thing. I think it's cool. But, but I think what, what happens is Brandon is very focused on the deep history aspect. Like in Stormlight, 
he knows stuff about the recreants time right yeah, he knows the stuff like and like and, but not even like all the desolations like probably the first desolation and the last desolation he prob i hope has those down and like even pre that like so he's got the deep mm-hmm. history but not really a lot of the near-term history like so i think he focuses on that and i think era two is a great example where it's like oh well we already saw the myths and now now it's sort of coming in that mythological sort of way in that era two already has its deep history and you already saw it which is very cool but again we don't know what happened really a century ago other than yeah, vaguely. Part yeah, of like, it just part it of feels why, kind of constructed in that way anyway yeah part of, part of why i like i wasn't gonna put this like as as a beef at all is because like i think this is just kind of like the trade-off um a lot of a lot of the books like that I think of when I think of like really full worlds with full world building, um, they feel like fully realized. I've seen the word full a lot. Um, is that are you they're also are you full? <laughs> These are the, they're the kind of books that also a lot of people find the prose difficult or more meaty or difficult to get into. Whereas like I think the focus that Brandon has is like it makes it a lot easier for especially like newer fantasy readers or people who don't like that style to get into. And I think. And that I think that's just like a style thing. I think it's the trade-off that we've made for uh, the way Brandon likes to focus his books. So that's why I wasn't like putting it on and like a, I really hate this about this books. Uh, I'm so irritated. Um, it it does give me that feeling of wow. I really feel like every Stormlight book could have like had another 300 pages. It doesn't really need pages, but it needs more of that like the background filler stuff that makes it feel like a bit bigger world. And I know some people hate that. Some people are like, no, cut filler. That stuff sucks. Cut the fluff. And I'm like, but this is the kind of thing that makes it feel more real to me. So it's Mm -hmm. like, that's my trade off. I'm like, give me, I could have like another hundred pages to fill this Stormlight book with just the stuff that doesn't matter, but would make it feel more satisfying to end the book in the first place. Mm. That's just me. I think about like, I actually had not really clocked this about the Stormlight books, but as we've been talking about, I'm like, man, yeah, you guys are kind of right. It's kind of weird that we don't have a lot of like near-term history affecting the plot at all. And one of the things that came to mind was like, like a big historical thing that has happened is like the unification of Alethkar. But that happened because one of our main characters experienced it. Yeah. Like that's why it needs to be important to the plot because Dalinar was there and he did that. Barely know what happened, but the the 10, 15 years before Gavilar, nothing basically. (laughs) I clock like I've, I've clocked that like Yakaved feels like it should be a much bigger deal than it is. And I was really thinking culturally, like we don't really know how they're culturally distinct from the Alethi at all. They're supposed Even to be Shlan more emotional. In, apparently. Yeah. Like, that's that's mentioned once right. by Lynn, right? And it's like they supposedly they've fought for like years and years and years and there's like this big rivalry and they're always like going to war with each other. But it doesn't it doesn't really have an effect other than like yeah that border skirmishes with the veterans that that's yeah. a thing that happens it's like it eh, kind of yeah. it kind of ties in with what we were talking about earlier where the world building feels subservient to the needs of the characters so the caste system mm-hmm. exists to motivate uh, kaladin and the alephi history exists to motivate dalinar and yakavet mm-hmm. Yakavet should, in theory, motivate Shalan, but Shalan spends barely any time in Yakavet, so it's not She's important. Young and therefore, Yakavet is. So. Yeah, yeah, so I... Yasna, sorry, not Yasna, Shalan's Yakavetness 
uh, never really comes across. Yeah. Like, Giacobet is supposed to be this more pious country, but she never really comes across as... Maybe it's just me not being religious, so not noticing it, but she never really comes across as being religious in the no. books. It's definitely um, really there. I, I will say, I kind of see it. Not not religiousness, but like the sort of like... Shalon has the sense of like things in order as they should be. And that kind of tracks with the way um, Voronism works. It's a very hands-off religion. Yeah. Um, but it, Voronism is hands-off, but it is also very uh, focused on like the proper order of things. So like I saw, this is one of the things that, that also fades as the books go on, but I noticed this a lot in Way of Kings in that like Shalon is very like offended by Yasna being out of place or arguing for things that are out of place. So like to me, I can see that being part of like the religiousness is sort of like Yasna is not in her place. She's not like in her nice Voren spot ordained by the yep. almighty. Um, so like, that's kind of like how I'm seeing it, but it's a very like under the surface kind of this clicks for me. Um, mm -hmm. But like, you know, like there are different ways to be religious and, you know, like um, it's, I, and I think with Voronism being so hands-off, which is a weird choice for people who are religious in that form, like how do you show that they're religious when all yeah. they do is pay people to pray for them? Um, but <laughs> yeah, that's fair. this might be a uh, like an artifact it's... of Brandon getting older, right? So like he initially, like when he built all of this, right? He had this explosion of ideas, right? And he's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. There's going to be 48 books. And like, we're going to have all these planets and like, look at all of the cool, like stuff that I've got, you know, on the, on the back burner. And then in recent years, I feel like he's really sort of tightened it up, you know, like I have got to finish Stormlight now. Yeah. And, um, and I think that that sort of lends itself to um, the the that feeling of uh, pressure, like time pressure to get it done has an effect probably on the way that he reveals things and, and puts things into the into the books. And it like it's a reason too. like um, one of the things I have written down is that like we don't have a lot of smaller Cosmere stories, right? Like we have Cell, we have Roshar, we have Scadriel. Right. And like he sells it as like this big interconnected universe and stuff. But since he hasn't had time, you know, or ability to do any of like the smaller things, you know, that he big brained years and years ago, um, it it can feel a little bit small, like with the interconnectedness, I feel like, too. Sure. So uh, we're going to pause for an ad break from our <laughs> from our sponsor. Do oh, you no. love bacon? But you're against killing animals. Are you magically prevented from eating meat due to vague magical reasons that have yet to be explained in canon? Have you hopped many worlds to try and get the meat? <laughs> well, come to the Soulcast Meat Emporium. We have a tradition of soul casting perfect meat back from Ashen before our friends totally destroyed that place. Uh, but then we went to Roshar and got the Soulcasters in Amia and with our ancient knowledge of beef and pork. We make the finest meat of all in Roshar. Come today. 
<laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you're you welcome. for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Cosmere beef right. tradition. Yeah, got no, it. Okay. Got it. Uh, <sighs> Coid could eat sulcast bacon. That's that's the inspiration of that one there. Oh, um, he could. Yeah, oh. yeah. That's a new one. Interesting. Yep. Man, maybe you two should be on Wob episodes and maybe you'd know these things. <laughs> well, tell us when Wob episodes are happening. It's, he if only there's a news channel or something. He's he's magically compelled. He can't eat meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a vegetarian by choice. That's true. That's true. I didn't actually even know that. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Vague and not explained in canon very well at all, really. I think it's tied in with this can't do harm to yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yep. All right, so I'm going to do my top beef since the Oathbringer times. Uh, watch the last episode if you want to hear me complain about Zane, because I <laughs> complained about him a lot. And other things, too. <laughs> but we got to go over to Skyward, and specifically Starsight, because... <sighs> got to go deep. We got we to gotta gotta delve gotta, deep, you might say. You might say. We got to delve down. So I have a problem... With the Delvers in Starsight, because you you leave you you exit Skyward is like whoa these eyes those are crazy and like it is really like kind of horrifying and terrifying and then you open Starsight the Delver just kills everyone in Detritus in the Second War amazing you're terrified you're going through Starsight you're going through Delver mazes it is awesome and the Delvers are spooky until the end. Until the end, where, <laughs> where a Delver appears in Detritus, immediately is sent away to other places, and basically does zero damage to Detritus, like bait nothing, literally, literally nothing. Uh, even though we saw a thing where the Delver seemed to really destroy Detritus really fast and kill everyone there. Then we go over to Starsight. Okay, that that that's fine. The the, the Delver moved to Starsight. But then the Delver does basically no damage there either. None. Nothing. And we just go in there. They, they go through the Delver maze and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, the Moriamur. Oh, he can see through the visions. And then we're like at the end. I'm like, wow, that was really easy. Like it felt so easy going through that. And like during this, apparently Starsight is fine because it took minimal damage the entire time. The world destroying thing. It's like, I don't know. I'm just going to chill, chill around, I guess. I don't know. And then, and then, and then, we, we get to the center of the Delver. Like, ooh, what's there? And Spencer goes in there and teaches the ancient eldritch beings and stuff who have existed for, nah, nah. <laughs> and that uh, really hate people that's like, through the power of friendship, you should not destroy Starsight. It's like, that's, that's <laughs> what we need. This is a, the, the power of friendship that they're people too. And the, the being who has existed for who knows how long, maybe it was a Delver who came, went in the past to wreck entire worlds. They're like, you're right. I'm out. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm good, actually. And zero damage happened to Starsight. No one dies. The only person who dies in the entire big climactic battle against the big climactic beings who destroy every thing of life on an entire planet very quickly is Hesho. The Delver didn't even do that. Ah, oh, it just it like the, the fact that it was so easy to do that 
kills that book for me. Like, I love 95% of that. But that ending, like, you, you couldn't have, like, like, killed people off screen or something. That's like, wow, we took, like, 30% casualties, but we're okay. And, like, it killed, like, someone we knew. I don't know, introduce some side character that Kuna had or something <laughs> and kill them off in the battle. I don't know, who cares? But just nothing <laughs> happens. Everything's fine with the power of friendship. And it is infuriating. <laughs> You were tricked by how brutal Skyward was. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, exactly. I, yes, yeah. Yes. I, I, I was expecting the same level of stakes throughout Starside as I did Skyward. And I, I agree. Like, I do not think it was there. And the Delver thing also really, really got to me. But the thing that kind of made it worse for me is I, I thought that the Delver Maze stuff earlier in the book with the Star Sight flight was some of the most interesting stuff in that book. Yes, absolutely. And then you find out what you've been trying to figure out the whole time. And I was unimpressed. Yes, it, it deflated yeah. me. I, I was, the world felt small with these, like, because in Skyward, the Delvers were just set up to be so awesome and then it's just like ah it's friendship that's 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 the solution <laughs> uh, how to get that's in the, the middle of the delver uh no to our knowledge literally no one has ever gotten into the center ever literally ever uh and no, especially I think there, there was talk about how there was um i think was someone who might have but i don't think they were okay, okay yeah okay it just felt easy and convenient, and the casualties were hilariously low for a, a world-destroying thing. Like, I, I think <laughs> that is really upsetting, that uh, you were set up to be so catastrophic. And it's like, oh, no, everything's fine. Now oh, we're good. Let, let's have a fake-out chapter at the end to have some actual stakes, because none of the stakes mattered for the world-ending thing, so why do we even care? So we got to do some other stuff. I like yeah, I'm not salty. Take out chapter steaks. Yeah, I we mean, love steaks on the yeah. beef. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll go to the salt beef informer. Yes. Yeah, but honestly, I just want to say, but yeah, I, I have said it before, but Starsight did not work for me as a sequel for several reasons, and this, the the Delver reveal was one of them because Delvers are set up are those incredible eldritch beings, like spooky and scary and unknowable and you know we're talking it's a sci-fi we should have weird aliens and i know can i can, can i go into a sub beef on this one yeah go into a sub beef do it Let's go. Sub beef. yeah it's one of one of my problems with starsight others is that even when the aliens are inhuman they still feel human like even like we have a species that sap sapient smells but somehow still uses she and he to refer to themselves or we have we have most yeah. we have descriptions of those species that are supposed to be like balloons or like I said smells, but most of what most of what we see are humanoid, two-legged, two-armed creatures. Mm. And Delvers is kind of Delvers kind of fall victim to it as well, where we have this creepy creature setup, but at the end of the day it turns out it just it's just an old neighbor who doesn't like all the noise that he's hearing from the other side of the fence. <laughs> get off my lawn! <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Oh, yeah. that, that, those those signals. Get off my lawn. I'm I'm out of here. Oh, uh, I I did think that the aliens were pretty good in Starsight. Like that with the figments. Like there's some relationship with the humans and 
I don't know. There, there's some weird stuff there. Uh, and I, I did really like the aliens. Um, like, there are a lot I of humanoid ones. I didn't hate them. I didn't oh, hate I did them, hate the kitchen. You did hate the kitchen. I did hate the kitten. I thought the kitten were too on the nose as a mythological reference, and I didn't like it at all. There you go. My start. Yeah, they, I have, the kitten are a separate problem for me, but that's for <laughs> another moment, maybe. Yeah. You know what I love about this is that anytime you ask Eric about this, he brings the same level every single time it comes up. <laughs> I, lo- I love knows. that Jess about knows. I love like what that. what he was saying, Shannon, about how, like, being angry is not a bad thing. And I feel like that's what Eric does. He just has, like, the pockets of anger for each rent. And, like, once he's done with it, he puts it away so he can grab yeah. it out the next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I basically had to do research to remind myself about I'm like, all right, I'm in the mode. I'm in the mode yeah. again. But same with, like, like the well of anger ascension. It needs to, like, yeah. you can drain yeah, all yeah, of the yeah, power yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's got to come back. Look, you you guys were, were so serious earlier that I had to have some rants about things. Like, you know, got to keep it light. My, my anger is light anger. You know, yeah, yeah, we're having fun. Yeah. Um, we are having fun. See, it is where chatting about star side. Do we uh-huh. want to just roll like my star side thing as well? Yeah, or, why not? Like, sure. 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 Okay. So I was very frustrated with the the lack of the Skyward flight, the lack of detritus stuff in star side. And this is like such a fascinating topic and conversation that actually came up on the discord the other day but i know it was in the uh starsight reactions as well and it comes down to how people fundamentally see the first book and the the series completely differently and for me i like i really connected with like the the skyward flight crew members but i thought the story was meant to be Sky, uh, Spencer and Embot as the main characters, and then the around them is this cast of other crew that are there to help bolster the main characters along. So I was not ready when suddenly um, Spencer and Embot disappear, and everything else is pretty much irrelevant for most of the book. And I was like, but but where happened? What happened to the rest of the thing that I thought you were saying was important? It doesn't feel important anymore. So I was very frustrated reading Starsight because of that. And then the Delva stuff also really got me. But God, I I really thought that the first book was setting it up that it like it definitely was a Spencer and Ember's story, but it wasn't just Spencer and M, but outside of absolutely everybody else that was originally there. And, and it's like the, the alien cast is like, oh, we have another flight and you're going to oh, like them yeah. just as much. But it's like, but I like the other cast and this is just like a replacement. Yeah. yeah. And I was saying um, in the Discord the other day that when the Starsight crew kind of turned up, like I didn't care about them. Like I did not want to get attached to them. Because I didn't actually think they were going to stick around. And by the end of the book, they mm. don't. So it <laughs> made me feel like you shouldn't get attached to other characters in this series. Because ultimately, 
they don't matter enough to be in the books. It's all Spencer. Um, unless they are directly relevant to Spencer at any given time. And that is a choice that Brandon can very much make. There's, there's nothing actually wrong with that choice. It's just not what I thought it was going to be. So I felt real salty about but it at are, first. Are you guys all excited to to read Cytonic where there's Delver Flight School, uh, where oh, we get to meet a bunch of Delvers and then we'll, we'll not see them again in the next book? Perfect. Uh, yeah. Confirmed. Well, we can... We can do that now that there's four instead of three. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will yeah. say I, I definitely agree with what Jesse was saying about the characters, because especially because one thing that makes me annoyed about at Starsight is that at the start of the book, the way this is set up is we have the plot to smuggle a bunch of characters into the superiority space to have them introduced. So the, it's like Brandon is teasing the school spy plot. And then uh, Spencer just meets Alanik, who is just a non-character. <laughs> uh, Spencer just meets Alanik, and suddenly Alanik uh, does the plot thing of uh, take up my coordinates and go. And she just blows out of there, and there goes the cool plot that I thought was going to happen. Here, here's the and translator pin and the holographic thing to make this plot line work. Here you go. Yeah, the, yeah. Alanik is yeah, Alanik is also a wasted opportunity. She's like her own she only exists in the plot to look pretty and to uh, and to give Spencer and nothing else. Her, Alanik's plot functions could have been fulfilled by just a space a space vending machine dropping out of the orbit. <laughs> Hello, I am yeah. Spencer, space vending machine. Please accept me into your superiority flight school. <laughs> Oh, this broken drone has coordinates in it. Wow, okay. <laughs> There's also this fact that uh, Kimalin says, like, oh, she's so beautiful, like the devil. And it kind of sets up that Al Alanik is some kind of a bad thing that's going to somehow fundamentally disturb everything that's happening on the Tritus. Nope. But no one cares about the Tritus in the plot after Spencer leaves for superiority. I mean, there there is one of the novellas uh, that we're we're getting around book three's launch. One's called Redon, so I would assume that we will get a lot more Alanik there. Fingers crossed. It'd be nice. Yeah. It would be nice for her to. Be I know record. that the worst case scenario for me for Redon novella is that it's background to Alanik and that the book ends with her arriving at the Tritus. <laughs> oh God! Very possible. Yikes! I didn't even think about we'll that. See. Yeah, I was remembering back to when I finished rereading re Starsight the last time, and what you were saying about the whole plot point at the beginning, where they're like, "Oh, what if we create like this special, uh, special squad for Sky for Skyward Squad, and then you guys can learn together to like be better at being a spy?" And then Spencer's just thrust into it. And I have no no issue with Spencer being thrust into it. I'm just really annoyed that it's like, what if we set this up? Oh, wait, no, we'll just bypass it. Like, you just didn't have to do that. <laughs> you you could have you could have just had them doing their everyday stuff, worrying about the Delvers, and then Alanique crashes. It's like, oh, this is an opportunity we use instead of, I guess it was to, like, see the fact that it was meant to be a spy mission and that Spencer wasn't any good at spying. I just really don't like the way it was done. It seemed pointless. Yeah. Apparently, Brandon has said that originally he planned for Skyward Flight to 
all infiltrate there, and he felt that that stretched plausibility mm. too much, which, uh, I mean, it, it kind of would. Like, that That seems a bit uh, extreme, but... It makes me sad, though, that we just... Yeah. Because there's so much stuff left on the Tritus, like this whole... There's a whole sub... Maybe the subplot background detail with FM in Skyward, where she's like, she's part of this group that is morally opposed to the order of things, the military junta that rules the Tritus. And this kind of just, this feels like it's a setup for something. And then it's just, again, let's hope we get this in the novella. Well, one of the novellas is FM. Brandon said that. Yeah, precisely. Which is good. We're precisely. getting three. Fingers crossed for all of us. There are three. Yeah. Yeah. Just the um like the setting of Detritus as well. Like I find the the planet fascinating. And I'm really hoping that we learn more about Detritus as a planet going forward. But I also have that worry in the back of my head that it's gonna be what we were talking about before with Mistborn and Stormlight, mm. where things are only set up to a certain extent, and then it has a backdrop and any questions that might be there probably won't actually be answered because they haven't actually been figured out and Brandon probably won't give answers for them. So I, I do really hope we get more information on Detritus the planet because I just want to know how and why and what. Yeah. He's yeah. like, ooh, it, it connects to this like dangling thread at the, like this tantalizing hook at the end of defending Elysium, you know, like mm. about, oh, everything's going to change now. And like we still two books in, we haven't gotten any history of like what happened <laughs> in between now and then. It's like, ah, I mean, th I do think there are references to it, like the three human wars and stuff like we, that, Starsight did do a lot to expand the universe, which I did like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the things I did like. Yeah. All right, non-Skyward no. beef. Who wants to go next? Okay. I am going to take all the rest of the beefs on my list that I haven't crossed out, and we smush them into one. Okay. It's gonna be a <laughs> meatball, meatloaf of beefs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, Mostly because meatball. they're all from Rao. They're vaguely related. I'm going to call this beef the greatest plotline that never happened that Brandon <laughs> promised me it would. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. That at the end of Oathbringer, when we're doing the little like, here's the trailer for the next book, here's where we're leaving all our characters, we're going to have a year and then we're going to come back and stuff's going to be cool or whatever. We get like this really interesting letter from Raze to Shalon that he wants her to investigate Ja Anat. And I'm like, oh my God, Rao is going to be the greatest book ever. We're going to get Shalon <laughs> and Ghostblood's things working with Renarin and Ja Anat. And like, this is going to be a major subplot of Rhythm of War. I can't wait. That's all of my favorite things. I love the Ghostbloods and I love Renarin and Ja Anat is super interesting. It didn't happen. Just, spoiler alert for Rao. It, this plot line did not exist. Yeah. We, we tried, but then it didn't work. And so then we're done. And, that, that, and that's it. Yeah. We check in, it was like, oh, I guess Jeanette's going to send Marie's a sprint. And then that, that's it. Ta-da! <laughs> which leads me to three, my three issues, which is, A, we overall just didn't have enough Renarin in route. Like, what we got was good, but also, I really wanted this Ghost Floods plot. I thought Brandon promised me. <laughs> and I'm sad that, like, the Ghost Blood stuff is kind of like quote unquote over at least the way that it has been so far like i really liked the you know 
getting inside your head. Are you going to join us? Shalon really enjoys being a ghost blood, but she also hates them and that whole like dynamic. And it kind of seems like, no, she made her choice and now they're bad guys. Sure. And it's like, yes. yeah, it's, it's fine. I'm going to miss always it. always bad guys? What? I mean, <laughs> yes, but Shalon hadn't come to that conclusion yet. <laughs> she wasn't fully sold on that. So I'm like, oh, and then they're gone. And then Kelsier comes in and that's just like more salt in the ghost blood's wound. And it's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> fine. And f- my final little bit of this beef is not only did we not get enough Renar in, in Rhythm of War, we got a couple scenes that were very good, but like Oathbringer spoiled me. We got so much good, good Renar in an Oathbringer and there, there was not that much in Rhythm of War. And then Kaladin has to mention offhandedly to his dad that there are three Truth Watchers <laughs> in the tower. <laughs> and we never find out who the third one is. I maybe they're the one who got stabbed yeah I'm so (laughs) they were I was like oh my I mean because he's talking about like truth watchers who can heal because he's talking about Liren so I assume Renarin is one oh no Renarin can't heal Renarin heals Renarin heals and then the stump is the other one Arshkam I can't say her name close enough sure um close enough and then whoever the third one is that we never meet and we never hear what they're up to, unless I forgot, but I was no. very closely on the lookout through the book, like, <laughs> who's the third truth one? Why? Listen, I don't have anything against the stump, but we already knew the stump from Edge Dancer. Why did she get to go on the Shadesmar? Give us a new truth watcher to go on the Shadesmar plot. I need to know who the truth th- th- you know, that just reminds me of a beef that I had with Rhythm of War, where, like, all, the, part two introduces all of, like, ooh, here's Shalon's adventure, and we're going into Shadesmar, and then after part two, literally never see them again. We, we we literally don't see them again in the entire book. It's like, great, cool, I guess. <laughs> sure. I really liked Zoo and Ua Palm. Yeah, um, they were great. The Stoneward. I yep. thought they were fantastic. They were my favorite new minor characters, and then they Banish. didn't show up. <laughs> they managed. Yeah. It would be we'll nice them. if the people in that troop who weren't the main people were actually there for a reason. Yeah. They didn't even like get to go into last. <laughs> yeah. They were supposed to be this like diplomatic coalition of radiance, and it was just like uh, Shalon and Adolin get to go. You guys can camp yeah. outside for a week and then leave. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy looking at it from the outside. I hope you enjoyed the eight weeks here and the eight weeks back. I hope we'll get some of them in book five, but book five has yeah. so much to do. Yeah, yeah. and also yeah. speaking of that crew. Like the fact that we have an actual world hopper on the team, a secret world hopper in Felt. Yeah. Because remember, Felt yep. is supposed to be there, like part of this team. And the fact that we have an actual world hopper on the team just never comes up. <laughs> like not even as a not even as a minor reference to like, oh, Felt is surprisingly not nonplussed about all that's happening around him. Or like, hey Felt, you look like you know where you're going here. <laughs> just nothing. You could He's a short like, guy. I I think there is a very minor reference similar to the first one you just said. Uh, I can't remember what it is. It's and never maybe really my brain's making it up. But um, I think there I think is an oblique reference. Very, very, very minor about like Felt's demeanor. Mm. Felt says something <laughs> about like he doesn't want. Are we talking? I know Felt I know mentions it in Oathbringer. To... An Oathbringer, yeah. Like, but I don't know if it the Nightwatcher doesn't like foreigners and felt like, no, 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 I'm a foreigner. 
I'm really foreign. <laughs> yeah. But also, I, I know that I keep going back and forth between row and row, and you won't stop me. So we'll deal with it. Look, general <laughs> Cosmere pronunciation beef, which we did actually do a podcast on since our, our last <laughs> Cosmere beef. Anyway, I will just always be sad about the potential Shalon Renarin Jean not Murray's subplot that we should have had, and it just happened off screen, kind of exist. a little bit, not really. <laughs> didn't even really happen off screen. <laughs> We didn't even hear that like Shalon and Renarin talked about Jean at all. Have they even like exchanged words since like the end of Words of Radiance? Shalon and Renarin. I think they might have during that meeting that Dalinar crushes to support Renarin. Yeah, they had the one conversation there. Wow. And then character development. (laughs) Wow. Yep. She talks about being regretful to Adolin that she was mean to him but I'm like that doesn't count you gotta go apologize to the boy yeah doesn't has anyone, count in has Shalon ever apologized to anyone because if anyone I don't think Renarin is top of the list I think Kaladin's top of that list Shalon yeah, has never apologized she- in her life I, I don't recall Shalon ever apologizing for everything that is, she's actually should be apologizing for I don't think like, anyone's apologized. I don't think apologies are a big part of these, like making amends in these books. <laughs> actually, uh, there's, this, there's, there's this very minor gag about between her and Yasna where she like apologizes too much, and then she's like, never again. Like either late way of kings or early wars of radiance, but that's like the only time Sean apologizing ever comes up. Yep. I am still so right. curious about the book. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. My Rhythm of War, Meatloaf, Ghost Bloods, Renarin. Nice. The third. Third, that's third great, Truth Watcher. That's we a need great another Meatloaf. Beef. Another beef. <laughs> Let's go. I got, I got one that'll last one minute. Okay, great. Okay. It'll be very quick. Okay. Um, I want Shy in the Cosmere again. I thought she was great. It ended up... Uh, sorry, it being uh, the Emperor's Soul, which is a great novella. Uh, really fantastic, good. Shy's the main character, and Hoyt focuses a little bit as like the the impetus for her little story and getting captured. And the and you know, so it ends off with uh, her being like, "Okay, and now I'm going to track that guy down and get him." Uh, and I really want to see that happen. I don't know if it will because. I don't know how aging works. Like maybe Shy has to like get some of that world hopping, no aging juice. But I want to see her again. I want to, I want to see her track down Hoyd, and I want it to be good. Um, that would be really good. Where I'd is really like where that. is she? Where's Shy? Bring her back, yeah. please. That's it. <laughs> That'd be a great uh, uh, seventeen starter. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She'd be well, way more um, effective than the guys they've got now. So. <laughs> Ripped him out. <laughs> I was going to say that uh, Alex's uh, meatball kind of dovetails nicely with my uh, rhythm of war. Um, also, like, kind of like amalgamation of issues. So, so many threads just disappeared. Just, just so like I, I felt like so. Okay. <laughs> afterwards of radiance uh-huh. afterwards of radiance right it was like okay 
had in my mind like we're gonna have this slow rollout because it's 10 book series we're gonna have this slow rollout of like world building things and like meeting the uh the unmade and like seeing what some of these mysteries are about and stuff right and then we got oathbringer and it's like nope we're we're doing it all now we're doing it today uh you've got <laughs> like there are three unmade in kolinar right now you know and like we're gonna get into some stuff that i thought was like gonna be like, back half like junk you know like um like Mraze and Ghostblood stuff and like all that. I was like, I'm hyped. I'm ready to go. Like, let's get Rhythm of War, you know? And then Rhythm of War was like, so we're not going to actually explore much of that stuff right now. Like this, this yeah, Nat thing. And like, uh, we, like we didn't get a single new unmade. Uh, we got like very few, like new sort of like, minor characters of other orders to like kind of show off like what they can do and um and what did we get instead we got the pure tones of roshar <laughs> which huh? <laughs> uh it's just they're okay it, <laughs> i'm ready i'm ready yeah, the pure tones the pure tones don't uh, okay they they <laughs> I love this. I, just, I love this. Okay. I just there was no foreshadowing or anything for that. It's like we've got 30 magic systems and also music magic now that like was never really like <laughs> I can live I can live with tower light and I can live with like the whole like there are the three light lights light. and they can and they can all blend together in all these combinations and like we've got anti-lights and the whole thing like I can get that because like we had stormlight and so it sort of like follows naturally but the pure tones came out of nowhere and I hate them the end <laughs> <laughs> that was Amazing. great. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's yeah. fair. No, no arguments there. Okay. <laughs> I need I need to call a pause real quick. My headphones are dying, so okay. I have to switch. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I just got a very angry battery dead tone in my ear, and I would love to not lose you guys. So mm -hmm. let's go court I will, it. I was just I didn't really mind the pure tones because I just didn't understand them. Like so much of the was like advanced <laughs> physics that I'm just I just completely phased out of just thinking yeah. about it. They I made sense thematically to me, but yeah. like in terms of like plot, did they exist before? You know, it's okay. like yeah. thematically, people, and, all peoples are one, and da 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 da. da. <laughs> but like we have so much other stuff that's already unexplored, you know, that like has been brought up once and not like. Okay. That they were meant to be magical <laughs> a lot of the time, because like I. I did a lot of music theory when I was younger and just like the idea of like pure tones versus harmonics. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I just like went with that. And like, it wasn't until like when oh they're God. actually doing stuff, I'm like, oh, these aren't just things. <laughs> they're, if they do yeah. things, they're magic. Okay. Yep. Next beef. Let's go. Okay. So while we're still on Stormlight and Rhythm of War and Pure Tones, I have to talk about Raboniel. Okay, so I am I am in the minority of people who did not, not like Raboniel and did not like her plotline with Navani. And I thought, and I was disappointed with what we ended up getting in Rhythm of War about Navani and Raboniel. Because first of all, okay, let's, let's start from the actual beginning, which is even before Rhythm of War. We had this setup earlier, which is some 
also kind of tying with what Otto said about things being set up. We had the setup of a plague at the Pure Lake, which is a disease that's brought from off world and no one's seen the like before. It's a plague of sniffles and it's it's sort of the plot that, uh, to make a terrible pun, uh, germinates in the background slowly. <laughs> and uh. then, that. yes, I am very funny. Uh, and then this this plot line is brought right back in the at the very start in the very first chapter, non prologue chapter of Mujerf War. We have Lirin talking about how they have to be checking people individually because they are worried about the pre like plague coming to town. And then the few chapters later, we introduced to this character who is introduced as this unhinged uh, bioengineer, magical bioengineer who created a deadly disease that wiped out as many of her own people as it did the enemy. And how she's like, she wants to work on her personal project. And in my brain, it was like, oh, I know what's going to happen. She's going to take this pure like plague and she's going to make it so much worse. And we're going to have this whole body horror subplot with the deadly disease that's bioengineered and instead one okay now the Rabonial is still kind of cool when she's like arriving with Venli and talking to Venli and kind of being this dark mentor to her yeah. in the ways of Fusedom and how mm-hmm. Venli because of her interactions with Rabonial is kind of tempted into being part of this structure and and timber has to like put her back in her place like hey remember how much being effused suck so and then we get to raboniel meeting navani which is first of all navani uh, feels like she called the idiot ball because of raboniel like raboniel <laughs> like t- teases her with like, ooh, do this cool science. It's going to be cool. Don't you like science? You want to be a cool scientist, don't you? Do science <laughs> with me. Do science. That's do science. What a, and that's what yeah. a seduction is like, you know? Yeah. It's uh... yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Navani is like, yeah, I should totally do science for this lady. And I should absolutely keep notes that the science lady can then pick up and make copies of and send to Colinar <laughs> just to be sure that I can create the, I can be the creator of the Cosmere's equivalent of nuclear weapons. Well, they're not so that it's kind of, but yes, I agree. It felt, it felt super contrived to me. Like I spent a lot of Navani's chapter in the book, just going, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and it felt, it kind of felt like Navani's like intelligence was being bent out of shape to justify introducing anti-light to both sides of this war. And I'll go, to go back to Raboniel, also the fact that she is introduced as a bioengineer and she does no bioengineering at all. She's like, uh, she gets this sad, oh, I want to do this for my daughter. And she gets to play with the lights and she and Navani get to sing together, which I know Navaniel shippers love that scene and other people also love that scene, but I'm just so just, give me the creepy viruses, give me, Give me Resident Evil Stormlight Edition. I was I was so hyped for for this, and then uh, Raboniel just kind of ended up being oh pretty pretty new lights and new tones and making Navani act like an idiot. So yeah, I, I have my dream with Nav- yeah. Raboniel. <laughs> I definitely wanted more Lady of Pains and versus Lady of Wishes because like we really didn't get a lot of Lady of pains i mean in the assault to you're through like we definitely did get that and that was cool but like i wanted a little more and then she's dead 
It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, Great. part of why I don't buy the Navaniel ship is that when Raboniel and Navani meet, they both get less interesting to me and more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. This is yeah, such a I, I told you Very before. spicy. Yeah. Uh, yep. I don't agree, but I also think that they really should have cut the Pure Lake Plague. It was such a red herring for nothing. Um... Mm-hmm. It was it was it was not important and it really didn't need to be there. And I think that could have set expectations. And also I feel like they could have done more to set her up as an omni scientist. Like the word scientist was originally meant to like be woman who uh, studies more than one um field. field? Discipline, yeah. yeah. So uh you know like I feel like that could have done a lot more. Other than that though, I, I you know, we we know we disagree on this. Yeah. But <laughs> I was really pleased by the play. <laughs> I was not expecting it to turn up again. And like my background's in immunology. So I'm like, oh my God, Brandon made the plague worse. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I do think like I did think it was gonna actually get a go somewhere. And like you guys have said, it didn't, and that's not so great. Um yeah. I, I feel like it was somehow meant to tie in with the beginning with Kaladin and them having to check people going into Hearthstone and Brandon needed a reason for everyone to have to be checked by Liren that wasn't just someone else at a gate. So that was mm. the reason he went for. But it did feel like it was meant to be more. But overall, I was not expecting the plague to come back. And I was like, oh my God, the plagues come back. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, I think part of why I loved Raboniel so much was that she subverted expectation. Because I do agree with you that I think her initial setup is like mad scientist, bioweapon, lady of pains. She's going to. And I was very pleasantly surprised that she was more reasonable and very likable. And that was something that worked for me. But I understand why it would not work for someone who got excited about the early stuff and obviously would yeah. be disappointed with the subversion so in, in just in general i feel like the the two like main new fuse that were introduced in rhythm of war both kind of got less interesting as time went on because lesion lesion is kind of the same lesion gets this cool introduction where he almost murders calvin and actually gets to stab him in the spine and it's all like oh this is super dangerous guy and from then on out it's kind of becomes comedic because wherever lesion is always like this this sitcom nemesis oh i will get you next time kaladin and kaladin kind of lesion is kind of the least of kaladin's problems i'm glad yeah. he's dead i'm glad lesion's of... dead yeah. yeah yeah it's just yeah i felt with both of them there was so much wasted potential and yeah i i understand the people who like raboniel like i get where where it's coming from she just so did not work for me as as like the setup versus resolution and as a character and as what she does to Navani because like I said I completely could not buy Navani acting like she did in Rhythm of War regarding the science I think she is both more both smarter and more politically canny than to play along with what Raboniel was doing and if and if this is supposed to be just the proof of like how much better and smarter Raboniel is than Navani as this immortal ancient fuse then i know it's like nobody nobody came out well for me in this plotline 
Cool. I kind of see it as more like a power dynamics. Um, I, you know, I'm kind of with Alex in that, like, if Rabonia was played like more unhinged scientist, that would have been the less interesting choice for me. Um, but I like that she's like a reasonable person. And I, I usually don't like when this happens with villains, but like the power dynamics of like Rabonia was basically was like, if you don't do this, I will kill your room full of scientists. I have a I have a room full of uh, comatose radiance, and I will stab them one at a time until you do what I want. Uh, she has she has she has a rooms and rooms of people to make to be leverage for Navani uh, and her very behavior. hostages. I wouldn't necessarily mind for her to be reasonable and calm, but I would very much like to for the story to put more focus on her doing like mad science because, like you said, she has roomfuls of. You know what you call leverage and i call unwilling test subjects so yeah raboniel i did not like her character yep hot take right there <laughs> very hot mm-hmm. very spicy next beef just it feels like you haven't uh, uh, done a beef I, I have i have a raw beef that Let's i can throw onto this spaghetti <laughs> uh <laughs> veil's reintegration scene okay mm. <sighs> I have nothing against the fact that they all reintegrated. That is fine. I don't like the way Brandon did it because it felt like the entire book was Vale trying to get Shalon to accept something and see things. But then when that happened, she was just like, cool, bro. I'm out. Bye. Have fun. And just <laughs> disappeared as if that was her only purpose. And it's just rereading when Vale was created as a persona. That that's not why Shalon created Vale at all. And I can very much see that maybe there was a part of Shalon that was already hiding her past that then latched on to this persona of Vale. But I just really dislike how quick it was of okay, cool. You remember, I'm out. I can't help you at all now. I have absolutely nothing else that I can give you. I provide no other support or no other skills or anything by Shalon. And ah, oh, it just, it infuriated me because it just seemed a bit out of nowhere. Like I know other people have like read the Shalon's arc in Rhythm of War and they get to the end and they're completely fine to, with it. But like, I did not get from reading that arc that it was going to be Vale suddenly leaving at the end. I I was expecting that maybe Brandon would go for reintegration, but I thought he would actually do it in a way that had some level of smoothness to it instead of dropping it like a hot potato. And and I don't like it. So that's my row beef (laughs) all right all right beefy Uh, can't even can't even complain i have a a very minor rhythm before beef because honestly i did most of my big cosmic piece in the last one and then then there's delvers and nothing has changed (laughs) yeah none of that's changed although i do have a retraction for a thing i said last time but i just wanted to say in rhythm of war it really has become very clear to me that brandon really likes magical combat like a lot and i could 
I, I, I like it. I could probably do with slightly less of it. Like, there's just a lot of Kaladin fight scenes, and I could do with, like, condensing that a little bit. And same with, like, like I like Alamancy, but a lot of times the Alamancy fights, like, it, it, it's so cinematic and there's so much happening that I'm like, I don't know if I care. Like, it's just kind <laughs> of a lot. And I don't know. It's interesting because I thought I'd really like magical combat, but I'm starting to realize that that is not the thing that I like the most. I do like when magic is used to solve problems. Interestingly, I do like when magic is used to like defeat a powerful antagonist. Like, so like there's, there can be some fun interplay, but it's like, Oh, gravity manipulation constantly. It's like, I mean, that's kind of cool, but I mean, when you just do it over and over and over and over again, I'm like, eh, Eh. I was I was vaguely kind of interested in not really any of like the the radiant magic, but I was interested in the in the part of Rhythm of War where Kaladin had to figure out how to use the glove. And yeah. that was like it was like a fun limitation yeah. that he had to like kind of learn. And, and, you know, for a, for a couple scenes, that was interesting. And like, I kind of see what you're going. Yeah, that was actually one of the beefs that I wrote down. I'm real done with Kaladin training montages. We don't need one every book. <laughs> Dear God, please do not give us one in book five. <laughs> Answers oh, are good. He still, needs, he still needs his training montage for the shot plate. <laughs> to figure out the new shin discipline of. Oh yeah, yeah, like the metal. Oh, like no, the meta- that's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach teaching him, or, or like they get there to Shinovar, and then they have to teach him the ways. <laughs> I might the window. Uh, I, I really don't want to read any more Kaladin training one. And then in the back oh. half, we got to see Kaladin with the space whales and trained with them. I mean, it makes sense. Kaladin's going to get all eight of the honor blades uh, to train oh, with yeah, all of them. Oh, yeah, we have to train with all of them in extensive detail. One per book. Easy. You know, I... I have to say this is this is one of the points where I will just disagree with this beef because I love the magic fights and part of the reason why I read Stormlight and Mistborn is to see people wailing at each other with magic like it's the finale of an anime show. So yeah, it is. Look, I I, I do totally understand the appeal. I, it's just funny to me that the more I read on in the Cosmere, the less. I'm thrilled about it, which is just yeah, interesting. That's, that's absolutely fair. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely yeah. Fair, you know, it's, I just want it comes like, down to taste here. Like there was a scene in part one where Brandon's like, maybe I should have cut it. I'm like, you absolutely should have cut it. Like there was so much Calvin fighting in part one. I don't know. That's me. Yeah. Condense it a little bit. Just a little bit. I could do with slightly less fight scenes at this point. Like I've liked them up to this point, but I think it's just over the books has so many of them that definitely I got to the start of Rhythm of War and I was not paying attention going through that fight scene just because it it was different, but it was kind of the same as the other ones. So I think Brandon might just be overloading them a bit too much. Mm. Oh, with the anti-light, yeah. I think we can get some actual good fights with some stakes now. Literally, because, I mean, it could be on a knife, you know, stick them, <laughs> you know, get them. That's funny. Oh. Well, I'm not going to say it this time. But... I, I have a question. Yes. Guys. If you had an anti-investiture steak, could you use it as a hemorrhagic spike and store it in a steak? <laughs> oh, boy. Because you can definitely store hemorrhagic spikes in steaks. So. That's true. That's true. That's like, true. We learned you, that. 
Did you stop? I bring this up every damn opportunity I could. <laughs> that was such a silly love. I loved it. That's great. Peyton, beef. Just, all right. Beef okay. with mechanics in general. <laughs> all right. Uh, lightning round. Lightning um, round. Yeah, let's go. Give me more maps. Okay. Like, that's just on brand. Um, you love like, the maps. You've made yeah, a lot love... of the three, the maps on the copper mine <laughs> that are like the highlighted ones. He's, he's yeah. the map guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Rhythm of War had a map of somewhere in the east, and it was just the same map, really, just recolored, and that was uh, frustrating. So more maps, whole world maps, continents that have all of the edges <laughs> on them, on the map, please. Uh, and then, oh, uh, yeah, Brandon, since we're still on Stormlight, Brandon, pick a lane, please. Uh, either, either the Knights Radiant each have their own little magic system, you know, the lashings or stone shaping or whatever, or they're all part of the same thing. Uh, I hate, I hate the Ars Ars Arcanum bits about stone shaping and the lashings for that reason, because it's like, (laughs) no, these are, these are their own magic systems. I promise. Um, but not really. Um, Oof. And finally, uh, Snapshot is bad. <laughs> I know Ian also hates the, uh, the story Snapshot. He hates it as well. End of comment. I liked it. It's I bad. liked it. I don't remember it really at all, but I remember liking it. But. It's it's a cool idea looking for a story. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Harsh. Lightning round beef. Ella. Okay, so my lightning round beefs. Okay, we had a major discussion about this on Discord before, but I am really salty about the fact that all five Herald guys are those major characters whose presence majorly influences the plot, or in case of Tolm, just sit around and, you know, (laughs) be a major factor in why the plot started, uh, while all the Lady Heralds, unless your name is Shalash, you are not part of the story. Like, I know we're only four books in, we're only like two million words into this story. But the <laughs> fact that within those two million words, we already have major like information about all the guy heralds and like three of them are majorly important to the plot of the story. While Shalash is kind of this background weirdness that pops up in the first three books and then proceeds to do nothing in book four. It just becomes the, you know, the caretaker for town, which is, you know, its own separate thing that annoys me. So that's lightning round part one. Okay. Lightning round part two, uh, kind of tying into it, I guess, kind of. Uh, that Shalash and town do sweet call during all during all of Rhythm of War. The the only purpose of town is to sit around and be there and the only purpose of Shalash is say like, yeah, you should totally talk to Ishar. And that's that's all they accomplish during the story. I guess I guess Shalash also growls at people who are want to do anything to town, but whatever. <laughs> Beef number three, the fact that Yasna never told anyone about the cause of recreants, even though she knew it. And oh, also yeah, tying to yeah. this back in Oathbringer, the fact that she wrote this whole essay about how every woman should be able to pick her own lane, but then she looks at Renarin and says, no, he's going to do what I want him to do, and he should not be hanging out with those uh, Storm Wardens. 
Uh, the next beef, while we're still on Yasna, uh, I don't like the way that she's shown from perspectives other than her own. I feel like other characters are giving her too much of a pass and that the fact that everyone is so enamored with how she's acting and doing is actively detrimental to me liking this character because I want to like Yasna and I want to and I like Yasna when it's her p- point of view but I can I find it hard to like her when it's literally anyone else looking at Yasna. And just to dovetail with the my Stormlight beefs. Actually, no, there are two more Stormlight beefs I have. The fact that Dustbringers and Skybreakers are both the house slithering of uh, Stormlight. <laughs> yeah. The fact that we even yeah. we have one we have one good guy between those two uh, orders. And uh, that good guy is Zev, who is very arguably, you know, good not guy. arguably, yeah. he's actually a, a killer, a political killer who set off much of the plot in motion by, you know, doing terrible things. Yeah. And the rest of them are kind of treated as, like, no, no other Skybreaker says, like, to Nail, like, no, we're not going to give up this planet. Like, we have no Dustbringer characters except for Malata. There are, like, mentions of Dustbringer and how Dalinar doesn't like them because they don't like following him. And that's all we get about Dustbringers in Rhythm of War. Yeah. There's the Reshi Kingbo and Donchar. Yeah, sure. Just two two characters (laughs) among the two orders that are good. Yeah, all two two sentences of him. And And my final kind of... I guess broader Cosmio beef is the assignment of shards and shardic intents falls in very like traditional gender laws, roles. Like cultivation is about plants and caring and cultivating and it's a lady. Honor is this martial oath character and it's a guy. Ruin is super destructive. It's a guy. Devotion is loving and caring. It's a lady. Dominion, we never actually get Dominion uh, gendered. Honestly, we don't actually know Aona is female necessarily, but uh, I, I we, would we bet do know that she has a feminine voice when she talks to Rayodin in Elantris when her remnant of her. Ooh. Yeah, that's, uses uh, that is voice. true, but that might not be Aona. Yeah, but she's kind of feminine coded by that voice. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. We don't actually know Sky, and I guess there's there's still Valor, who is a lady who is has a very martial sounding intent. Which thank you for existing, Valor, but you are like. One lady trying to carry this whole this whole house. <laughs> we thank you for your service. Yeah. 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 All your one sentence of service. <laughs> yeah. Shannon. Quick beefs. Uh, quick beefs. Um Wayne is one of the only things I remember about Era 2, because I've not reread any of them, but the only parts I do remember are the parts where he made me mad. Um <laughs> you know. And it's like I want to I want to focus on we all know like the scenes with him and like what he does to Rennet and Steris are supposed to be bad. Uh, so I think that I don't need to go into that. But yeah. what really bothers me is like the scene where I think like it's supposed to show Wayne as being like super noble and suffering is like the scene when he goes to give that girl money. Um you know, and it's like he does this to torture himself, but like he doesn't seem to care that he's also hurting this girl and it's like the fact that he's like using her at like her like her as a 
as a bullwhip to his own like pain. It's like, I have to feel this. I have to feel guilty about what I'm doing. But it doesn't seem to, the whole point is like that he's trying to make amends to this family and he's not. It's like this, it's so stupid. And it's like, it's so, I hate Wayne. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's frustrating because I love the, char- the character archetype that Wayne fits in, but like the way he specifically is, it's bad. Um, I don't want to get too into Yasna, but like chapter 99 of Rhythm of War. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Her and Wit, there is so much to say, and I've said some of it, and I'm going to say more later, but I'll keep it right now to Wit has never met any sexual person. Like, he doesn't know, he doesn't understand what's going on with Yasna. And also, you're expecting me to believe that Yasna, of all women, of all people, isn't going to communicate her boundaries or her feelings <laughs> or defend. I hate the scene. I hate, I hate the chapter. I think it's bad. Uh, I have I, I have so many feelings about it, and that's one of the biggest ones. You're expecting me to believe something about Yasna that goes so contrary to like all the traits in her that have been set up before. She's like she she's like this character who like goes like you know is famous for not marrying and not being interested in men and like you know being like super quote unquote mean, but she's not being mean. She's defending her boundaries, and she doesn't do that here in, in this scene at all. It's like okay, whatever, whatever. Uh. I and lastly, I hate that scene. Uh, hate that scene. And my last one, my last quickfire one, is that it really bugs me that there are no significant viewpoint characters that are dark-eyed women. Um, the the gender disparity is already pretty bad in Stormlight. Well, maybe all of his works, except for Skyward. Um, but like the gender disparity is already like, ooh, Smurfette principle. Like we got like the the one in five, maybe maybe even less than that uh, in terms of significant characters in Stormlight. Most of them are light-eyed. Most of them are are men, and so that kind of leaves like, why didn't why isn't there a story in this whole series that is like about dark-eyed a dark-eyed woman somewhere somehow? I don't know. It bugs me. It's one of those things that like I don't know what the story would be, but he's the storyteller here. So why why don't we see any of that, man? Yep. So yeah, yeah. Those are my beefs. <laughs> Jess, lightning beefs. Oh man. Uh, okay, so. The humans being the void bringers, I hate it. I hate it a lot because I thought <laughs> Brandon was actually going to do something new and fresh when he was like, oh, it's actually not the humans because that's the obvious choice and that, that's the stereotype. But no, <laughs> Way of Kings, he, he said, it's not the humans. I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. That's refreshing. Then we got to Oathbringer and part of me died. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't like it. I think like if he had done it differently, I probably would have liked it. It's just all of Way of Kings. He was setting it up of oh, who are the Voidbringers? And it's such a cliche in stories of oh, it was us all along. And then he <laughs> didn't do that in Way of Kings. So to then do it later, I'm like oh, Brandon, why did you have to do that? So that uh, that was mini beef one. Mini beef two is uh, Shazma does not equal cognitive realm and I will fight you. Otto, I'll meet you at dawn tomorrow with pistols. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I have a retraction from my last beefs episode. Uh, and it's actually about Wayne. Because in the last one, I thought Wayne was less funny than I thought. And then upon rereading Era 2, 
He actually he actually is pretty funny. So I, I, I retract it. He is pretty funny. I still think Brandon likes Wayne more than I do. Uh, and I still think that that wacky hijinks chapter at the beginning of bands before they go on the adventure is too long. Literally, you can skip to the end of that chapter. Nothing changes in the story. You literally don't even need to read it. I skipped it in my reread. I miss nothing. <laughs> uh, like I literally just page through it. I'm like page, 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 page. Not important. Doesn't matter. I don't know why it's in the book. Uh, so I still think that's bad. But, but Wayne's more funny. Than I remember. <laughs> Which is good. Any last beefs? And then we'll go on to who's that Cosmere character. I guess I could I could say just uh, when I heard that the Rhythm of War was going to be the Vanny and Eshonai book, I was expecting a lot more singers than we actually got. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, just to echo the beef that uh, Jebus has been having since this book came out, dire forms. Okay. What are okay. dire forms? And why does Brandon just drop out random forms and <laughs> yeah, just give me more singers in the singer book? Why are the night like, forms Venice, guarding Venice a prison? Fighters. They see the future. <laughs> they literally can see fighters. the future. When these freedom fighters are important at the start and at the very end, and they do not exist in the middle. And it feels like just the story is set up one way and then hijacked by a completely different plot that I like a lot less. We, we have some beefs from some other uh, Shardcasters who couldn't be on today because, you know, we already have six people here. Uh, imported beefs. Imported beefs, that's right. Through the Hammond Darby. <laughs> um, and Rosemary is like, why did no one ever exhume Miles's body for, like, weird spikes? And it's like... It's a good point. There's this kind of some weird trail stuff. You should probably do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, from Punny, we have uh, a sort of meta beef in that the theories that Kaladin will die sacrificing himself to save the world suck. It's not a good theory. It shouldn't happen. And if it happens, it's going to be bad. Yep. I fully agree. Bad to have the suicidal character need to sacrifice themselves. That's probably not great. Yeah. That's, that's problematic. <laughs> that's, that's... Yeah. Not the best message to send. Nope. Uh, yeah. Argent uh, would like to point out that there are a lot of unnecessary name <laughs> repeats in these books. For example, <laughs> two cobs with one B, one cob with two Bs, Doors, Sams, etc. We really don't need Door the singer, Brandon. That last bit yep. was quotes from Argent. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we, we really don't need a singer named Dor. I, I 100% agree with that. That just makes things actively confusing. Yeah. And then Punny also really hates that it's 16% of people were snapped rather than one sixteenth of people, one in every 16. And uh, yeah, the idea that this is a numbering system that changes uh, if they're not counting to 100 it no longer makes any sense, whereas well, 1 in 16 works in any number system. So. Well, the thing is, is they don't even use base 10 on Skatriel. Yeah. They, they, well, they like, actually scam. don't. They, they, it is base <laughs> right. 16. It literally is base 16. <laughs> this is, oh, this no. is too STEM for me. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I don't, <laughs> I don't, we don't need to get into that. But, yep. uh, yeah, no, it literally is base 16. You can see in Era Math 2 majors. That, they go, that they go from... One to the 16. chapter numbers. Yeah, are, yeah, 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 yeah. That you can see the, mm -hmm. the symbol. Okay, uh, I think that is all we got. So, uh, if anyone ever says that we are too positive, link this one, link the last Cosmere beefs, because we got complaining. Uh, and so we hope you enjoyed.
And so now I think it is time to do Who's That Cosmere Character? This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tien Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Call. All right, you know how the game's played. You send in five clues and a character to WTCC at 17shard.com, and I read the clues aloud. And after each clue, these guys have a chance to guess who's that Cosmere character. And so, this first one is sent by Dan the Mystic. Uh, and so, clue one this character is from Skadriel. Kelsier. It's not Kelsier. Felt. Not Felt. Marsh. It's not Marsh. Clubs. It's not Clubs. Ah. Clue two. This character is a minor character. Uh, Norden. Uh, no, it's not Norden. I like that, though. <laughs> Thank you. Minor character. Minor character. Uh, uh, you, you get a bonus guess because I, I accidentally okay. skipped you because I'm trying to gotta keep it snappy. Uh, it's been too long since I read or Miss Warren. I, I want to guess the girl who was being a snitch in parties with Vin. People ship her with Vin a lot. Lady, I don't remember her, her name. Kick. Cliss. Cliss. Yeah, there we go. It. Yeah, it's not her. Okay. But, but I know who you're <laughs> okay. talking about. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Can I yeah. say so, uh, the, the crime lord at the very beginning who came in? Vin is in her crew. Vin is his, in his crew. Actually, uh, I mean, you just did, uh, uh, but it's no, it's not, it's not Cayman. Okay, so I'll come in with the classic uh, menace. Oh yeah, no, it's not menace. <laughs> I <laughs> want to say Vin's dad, whose name I don't remember, but he's really important in the uh, church. To... Is that your oh. third guess? No, no, no. no. Uh, I skipped. I was Alex answering in the first people's one. questions. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, Tavidian Techiel. Uh, it's not Tavidian. There you go. Yeah, no. I wrote his Coppermine article, so I know. Um, clue. Is it, uh, yeah. Oh, I hadn't had a okay, guess great. for that one. Yet. Cool. Yeah. Uh, is it Winston Innate? No, it is not. Uh, oh, and Hera 2. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. Hera 2 is a thing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I was only oh no. Innate uh, was dead the entire book. Um, all right, clue three. This character is older than the majority of the cast. Hmm. I mean, that feels like it's got to be a Kandra, right? Is it Wax's butler? It's not Wax's butler. Eom is his name. Who? I think. Eom? Teom. It's like Guillaume, but with T. Oh, okay, thanks. I think is his name. Uh, Wax's butler. Oh, the butler. Oh, oh yes. the butler. That's not. Butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Sorry. So if we're going by this theme, I'm going to guess Handworm, Jack's Chronicler. It's not mm. It's not her. Uh, it's a she. Huh. Yeah. Wax's grandma. Whose name I did It's not Wax's her. grandma. No. Cool. <laughs> is Nobody it, knows any names of the minor characters. <laughs> is it Vendel? It's not Vendel, but I like it. Uh... Uh, Lord Harms. It's not Lord Harms, but I like it. Clue four. This character is not human. <laughs> is it Tensoon? Uh, it is not Tensoon. Did you have a guess, Alex? 
Sorry, I said Car the Inquisitor. It's not Car. Ooh. Ooh, but but are are Inquisitors human or not? Ooh. No, they're not. They're human allergic constructs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, if Coloss are no longer human, then Inquisitors are no longer human ah, either. The Coloss warfare right. is much more extreme. Okay, oh, I think God. it's debatable. It is a human? <laughs> is it human? Whatever. It's not human. The Coloss. Are we dancer? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I am human. The Coloss is my favorite guess. Um. <laughs> it's, it's always good, especially when it says it's not human. Yeah, <laughs> that would be you funny. Me missing most of era one is definitely coming back to bite me. Yeah, that, on that this does one. not help on this one for sure. I'm just, I'm trying to think of a Kandra who's not a main character. Oh, oh I got is one. It... Go ahead. Go ahead. If you snipe me, I've, I've already, already guessed. Oh, I've already okay. guessed. Well, you have to go then, Peyton. Oh, okay. You have to go, Peyton. Uh, is it Reeler, the it's one not who Reeler. was missing his spike? Yep, uh. yep. Uh, that's the start of bands there. Uh, no, it's not. Ooh, yeah. To uh, me, that's so a good by you all. I reread Era 2 very recently. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't remember any of these people <laughs> or any of these names. It's, uh, it's hard to be like, what is older than most of the cast? Like a yeah. grandparent or an immortal? These are yeah. two totally it's different like, qualities. What does most of the cast mean? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, don't think too hard like about yeoman. that. Don't think too hard. Okay. okay. Uh, you know, I... I'm going to actually pass because I have no clues and I'm not going to keep you here for 10 <laughs> okay. minutes while I'm trying to. All right. Okay. Clue five. This character was once a magic user. Oh, boy. <laughs> that face, Alex. I was, that was good. I was going to, I was going to, I like the, the, the other, the other arrow one. It's one of the, it's one of the first generation. Or a sewer, but I was like, that doesn't sound right. Um, it's, is it? It's, kind of, it's one of the first generation, I yeah. feel like. I just don't know any of their names. That's so my general I'm, I'm guess g- I pass. I'm going to guess that Orosaur is not it. Uh, no, he is not. Okay. Yeah, I'm is just going to pass again. Is this the last clue? This is the last clue. Yeah. clue five. Okay. Never mind. I'm like, I know Tinsoon gets to talk to some of them, but I don't remember any of the first generation's names, so... Or any distinguishing features between do, them. Do, do you want me to answer yes or no to that, Alex? No. Okay. No. Let somebody else try to guess. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna make a guess. Um is it the Kandra who brings the bag of ATM out of the the homeland? And I don't know his name. I think that's Kanpar, but it's not Kanpar. Ah. Ooh. Kanpar was a second. So, so they were once magical. They were once magic users. <laughs> do we have any named first generationers i mean I not that i would know you like they probably do i don't know who else was once a magic user and also old is the thing i feel like it it just fits i'm just too stupid to make a real guess <laughs> you just don't remember <laughs> that's not the same as being stupid <laughs> <laughs> Memory too bad. Brain empty. 
I'm just going to pass. I, okay. I, I, <laughs> so, I'm not going to get so this. So I am going to give you all a half point because it is absolutely a member of the first generation and it's Hadek, who is, I nice. think is like the wow. one for, uh, named first generation. Never, so I think, never. I think that's fine. That, that's why I was like, it was so difficult because it's like, yeah, it totally has to be a first member of the first generation. But like that, that's a pretty obscure reference. <laughs> so I think that that that's fine. You you knew you knew what you meant, right? Like. I was, I was like, I was willing to take half credit unless somebody was actually will, able yeah. to get the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. This next one is sent by Lauren A. And clue one, this character is female. Palm. It's not Palm. Risen? Uh, it's not Risen. Azure. It's not Azure. Slash Vivenna. <laughs> <laughs> Double and double with a black sword. (laughs) Yeah. Slash. Is it Ishna? It's not Ishna. Ah, dang it! What uh, what is the name of the Ink Spren who helps them with the trial? Blended. Blended. Yes, thank you. Blended. Is it blended? Blended. But I like that. All right. Clue two. This character is described as a go getter. Is it Zoo? It's not Zoo. Had to guess. What does go-getter mean? Like they're uh, very motivated. Yeah. They're very ambitious. Yeah. Shala? Even energetic. I guess it's in the Shalan. first book, Shala. Jess, did you guess? Marisai. It's not Marisai. I'm Scribed trying to think of a, a context in which Brandon would have used the phrase go-getter in the Cosmere. I don't think it I is. Like I think that's a paraphrase. A paraphrase? I, I, okay. I don't think it's like actually like, oh, that person's a go-getter. Like, I don't. Like, but the idea is described as. Yeah. Okay. Well, well Ben like actually a- told me to uh, okay. change it. Uh, originally, the clue was, is a go-getter. And Ben said, you should change it to described as a go-getter. So if, yeah. if you don't okay, like so- that, tell Ben. Uh, ben, okay. you must be up. Thank you. Is it shy? It's not shy. It's, uh, it, hmm. Leshwi? It's not Leshwi. Uh, clue three, this character is not from Roshar. That's cool. Leshwi wasn't from Roshar. So. <laughs> uh, no, Leshwi would be from Oh, Rashar. no, wait. Singers were. Oh, okay. yeah. dang, dang it. I'm going to guess Serene. It's not Serene. I'm not going to pronounce it that it's way. It's Aeonic. Yeah, but I don't care. <laughs> that's, a, that's a beef. I still don't like chaotic pronunciation. <laughs> still. I haven't got over it at all. What's Silence's granddaughter's name? Chris? Oh, it's not Chris. Do you want to guess Silence's granddaughter? It's something Japanese she has a, sounding. She, just say gr- Silence's granddaughter. Silence, yeah, she has a cool like double masculine name, I remember. but I uh, William Ann. William Mann. That, that uh, yeah, good. it's not William Mann. Is it Karata? It's not Karata. Okay. Oh, so good ones. Peyton, did you guess? Good one. I haven't yet. Okay, Hang okay. on, I need cool. a sec. I had a thought and then it went away. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, is it the girl, the girl in the Hope of Elantris, whose name? <laughs> oh. Whose name is important? How would I just go with a no. real person's name? <laughs> no, it's not that. So yeah, the girl in the hope of a life. <laughs> it's, it's, not the, it's, not, it's not her. <laughs> okay. Uh, clue four. This character fought a shard. Yeah. 
<laughs> Alex, your faces are the best. What a shard. Yeah. Okay, wait. Uh, shard. Female go-getter, not from Roshar, fought a shard yeah, is where we are? Correct, yes. Okay. It, re- it really scaled up there, really. Autonomy. It's not autonomy. Okay. Ambition? Um, it is! Yeah. The, dot, the vessel of ambition. Mm-hmm. And so when people are like, what's a go-getter? Someone who's ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> like, the so embodiment good. of a go-getter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what oh I said, my what I said god. Autonomy, I meant ambition. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh my no. god. Oh, the point's right from under your nose. Yep. <laughs> I'm never gonna live that down, am I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, that was unbelievable. Good. That was good. That was good. I and Clue 5 is this character is not human, which she's not, she's a Shodell. Ooh, which we know very little about also in canon. Very little. Okay. I mean, do All any right. of the, uh, the shards currently count as human? Like, that sounds like a Steel Inquisitor thing. <laughs> but it's <laughs> never been human. This, this has never been human. Oh, man. Lastly, we have our priority queue. Who's that Cosmere character? Uh, which you can do uh, by being one of our heralds on Patreon. Uh, and so this one is sent by Voted, uh, who comments on a lot of these and is in chat right now, actually. Uh, clue one, this character is wealthy. Three wax. Oh, uh, it's not it's a wax. Lot of who is the first one? Uh, I said Adolin. It's not Adolin. Breeze? It's not Breeze. Okay. Kaladin. It's not Kaladin. Technically. Yeah, yeah now, now he is, yeah. <laughs> is it uh, governor in eight? No. Uh, oh, I thought the governor's name was Winsting. Wasn't Winsting his brother who I had the... Like selling their, his their vote. Brother, and he was like selling his vote. Oh, no, whatever. the governor's the... Replar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, Winsting, Replar. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right, right, right. Clear two. This character was involved with a rebellion. Really want to say Breeze again, but what well, now? Yeah, I'm just like definitely not Breeze. Breeze. Okay, um, I'm thinking Kaladin one of the still works, but... characters that are in like part of this little little club that Rayoden gets when he mm-hmm. gets out of Elantris and pretends to be someone else, but I don't remember any of their names. Is it Janala? It's not Janala. Okay. Also, that mm-hmm. that's such a big group of character well it's not a big group uh that i yeah, don't I'm know not, if i can I'm not say going yes to or ask no that, yeah you should totally count it but i'm just trying to think of a name like i think He's... with like first generation we have like maybe two names <laughs> so, you said a rebellion is the the phrase involved with a rebellion that's right rebellion. is it Alan... eland it's not eland Alan, if, if you want a little help there was like um there's shuden uh in the group and oh dear never mind the other one that's it that's all you got i really thought that i would have some more names there but i didn't okay so i'm going to guess a different elantris character okay. uh, kyain it's not kyain i would guess uh donlin is it donlin oh it's not donlin okay involved in a rebellion involved all right or involved with a rebellion with a rebellion. I don't okay. know how much the preposition change matters, but... All right. Uh, like, 
Yeoman? It's not Yeoman. Clue three. This character is invested. Ugh. Capital I, not lowercase i, just to be clear. They're rich because they invested. No, no, no. Capital <laughs> I invested. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. Uh, is it? You know what? I'm gonna, I was going to guess Rayoden. It's not Rayoden. I mean, that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> You should probably guess Rayoden from those three clues. That's true. This dumb question. Uh-huh. Rayoden see a Lantris person? Or the yeah, that is the person? main. He's one of the three main characters of Elantris. Yeah. Okay. I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the returned in Warbreaker. The like Light song? Light song. I'm going to guess Light song. It's not Light song. Okay. Thank you, guys. Got you. Is it Denth? Denth? No, it's not Denth. Okay. Is it Vivenna? It's not Vivenna. Okay, I have to go. Um, I'm real old for the rebellion. Is it Graves? It's not Graves. Clue four, though. This character is Nelphian. Ooh. Ooh. I will say, okay, so here's my thought process. Okay. Var comes to mind, because okay. I love guessing Var. That's true. But... I don't think Var was rich. Var got his breaths from all of the, his fellow slaves. So I don't, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to guess Var. But if it is Var, that's why I didn't. Okay. I should just, I've talked to myself, I will find always to Var. It's not Var. <laughs> is this Vasher? It's not Vasher. Okay. Dang it. <laughs> I'm honestly happy just to get guesses to get me through, even if they're not correct. Is it Bluefingers himself? No, it is not Bluefingers. Man, I'm going to guess Claude. It's not Claude. Slash Arsteel. So help me, is it Nightblood? Oh, it's not Nightblood. Okay. All right. Clue rich in breaths. He's described, yeah, like, because yeah. breaths are... Is Nightblood wealthy, liquid. though? Does he have, like, gold? Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he's not liquid, right? But, like, he's rich in metals. <laughs> That's not what wealthy means. He's got a lot tied up in his own investments, you know, yeah, and whatever. No, but like... boo, 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 boo. Oh all right, all right, all right. Clue five, I think you'll really like. Okay. This, it, it uniquely identifies this character. Okay. Clue five, this character shares their name with a Rosharan kingdom. <laughs> Alex, oh, so good. <laughs> Don't pull out the map. Don't pull out Don't the map. Don't have my map handy. Oh, yeah. Uh, is it... What? Eerie Rira. Yeah, I was like, that. those are the first two I went to. Oh, yes. Everybody's favorite Nalfian. Cover my Dash, <laughs> Dash, Greater Hexy. Uh... <laughs> the Frostlands. <laughs> Is it Natan? No. That's I don't know. No, no. I just have to throw something out can, there. Can, open I, the can I give? Can I give you guys a clue? It is one of the names you mentioned that you listed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no clue, so I'm just going to say Marat because that sounds no. the closest no. to like Nathan name no. to me. Nope. Compromise editors, you got this. I'm gonna uh, steal something that Otto said and go Hexy. It's not Hexy. Okay. Uh, the closest to an actual name. I'll, I'll go eerie. I nope, guess. not eerie. <laughs> oh, God. Dash. Nope. 
It's actually Rira. There are two Riras. <laughs> and it's like you had eerie Rira. Yes, there no, is a crime lord named Rira. And so there are two copyright <laughs> articles on Rira. One's the country and one's the, the warlord. <laughs> No, wow. that's that was so good. I enjoyed that. To, to be yeah, honest, like if if I was guessing, I definitely would have known Rira because that that's a thing that we had to deal with on the copper mine. I also, cannot believe Evgeny being totally right. Why are we cloning names across different things? Like, why do we need the the country Rira and the person Rira? Yeah, there you go. I would say that. Mira is one of the few countries on Russia that I didn't work on on the copper mines. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, bit you. Time, time for you to fix up that article. Awesome. Well, I liked that. But ba yeah, basically, if you weren't aware that there were two Riros, which is like very obscure copper mine stuff, but it was oh, just so funny for you to do eerie Rira. I'm like, yeah, you got it. <laughs> Pick one. It was a 50-50. Yeah, you um. chose eerie. Rip. I mm. did. I did. Rip. I mean, everybody was picking from the list, so yeah. any of us could have gotten yeah. it. I yeah. didn't because he said it after I guessed. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, it <sighs> certainly was not far. All right, everyone. Thank you for watching. Uh, you can find us on 17 for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun. You can come talk about your own beefs in the comments or on 70 chart or Discord. Any of those places. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud. You can subscribe on YouTube. Uh, you can give us a review on iTunes and you can support us on Patreon. And we'll see you all next time. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.